0: The Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jarrett Duncan. RJ Balog? And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're all learning an important lesson about the ravages of time as we watch Spine 173 in the Criterion Collection, Michael Powell and Emmerich Pressburger's The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp from 1943. But first, RJ, what the hell... What did you do to your face? Hey, shut up! Okay, it's not that bad. Oh my god, people! Oh Why? Well, I, I, I can barely I, talk over here. It's this is. I,
1: I've went. Uh, I've went pretty short before. Oh.
0: <laughs> this is about as short as I've made it before. Yeah, but I don't know if you've uh, done it so freshly and then recorded with me. Mm. It's just uh It's just the mustache because I. I've
1: been leaving the mustache long, long for the last year, I think. So. I didn't mean to do it. It's just I went up too far on one side and then I tried to even it out on the other side. And then it was like it was so kind of woggly that I don't know. I, I think I think people in the streets would have had been commenting on it. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it looked like
0: a certain individual. Yeah. Like a certain type of uh, person that people don't like. Yeah. Like a Jared Duncan. type. Yeah. No one wants that. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't good, Jarrett,
1: and uh, here we are. But uh, it'll grow back within a week. Yeah. Or so.
0: Other than that, Travis <laughs> D., uh, how are things?
1: Well, my internet connection doesn't seem to be really good, so this could be the worst episode yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a big thunderstorm right above our heads. Uh, a bruin Yeah, I'm getting, uh, it looks like hail out uh, my window um. right now. So, uh, you know, when that heat's real hot and it gets all that moisture.
0: You know it's been uh, known to hail in these parts. Yes, yeah, that's true, and I haven't thought about that. We've got this real nice garden going on this year. Fuck that and, garden. Uh, now, well, now maybe uh, nature will be saying, fuck your garden.
1: hmm mm-hmm. I hope it does because of those rude comments you said about
0: my appearance.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: every week I'm looking at your ugly, ugly, ugly everything. And I don't think I've ever mentioned before just how upsetting your appearance is. <laughs> I talk about your insides, your soul and yeah. how ugly that is frequently. And I know you don't believe in the soul, but uh, I can see yours. Yeah, and it is just it's troubling That's, how bad it is. Yeah. So anyways, uh, we got a thunderstorm. Uh, my Internet connection is shit. And apparently uh, my face looks bad, too. So <laughs> this could be uh, an all time banger this
0: episode. Absolutely. But let's just get right into it. All right. Emails, RJ. Are any of them females? No. Oh, okay. Number one, Aaron Lang, writing back. I'm oh, on there. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, huh? <laughs> on your Blade Runner episode, you mentioned looking up my comics where I can observe that it reminded you of Robin Bougie's Cinema Sewer. Point of fact, I've been an on-and-off contributor to CinemaSewer for a few years. I've Mm -hmm. written about the Obscure Stones documentary, Cocksucker Blues, Demon Lover, Decline of Western Civilization, and a few other odds and ends like reviews of movie soundtracks. I covered Howard the Duck in the issue before last. For my dollar, CinemaSewer is the last great movie zine, and I rank it right alongside all-time classics like Psychotronic. I would agree. Um, I've been a long-time CinemaSewer collector since discovering them – while in Vancouver, like in mm. 2005, 2006, happened to be at a comic store. And I was like looking in, like, whoa, what the hell are these? And I uh, started reading them. was like, where have these been all my life? And so, yeah. Well, where were they? Uh, not anywhere near me. So I had to go to mm. Robin Bougie's hometown to find them. But, and now I have them, and there's a nice little network of people on Facebook. Robin Boogie? Yeah. Is he a disco dancer? Uh, Amongst other things. Making zines. Mm -hmm. Making some smutty drawings. I don't
1: know what any of that stuff is that you just mentioned. No, you
0: don't. It's above your pay grade, pal.
1: That is. I'm here for uh, my good looks. Laughs. Oh, the laughs, eh? You know, a lot of people have uh, mentioned to me that uh, I'm funny in one way or the other. And uh, I don't know if that's true.
0: Yeah, funny Funny looking, maybe. Funny looking. Yeah. Just in a general sort of way. Yeah. Well. Aaron continues Blade Runner. I got that kick ass DVD set back when it came out and remember pouring through all the various versions and bonus features. I still haven't watched the European (laughs) cut. Who cares? (laughs) But I do remember finding the work print version to be surprisingly interesting. If you skip that one, give it a watch. As far as Blade Runner 2, or whatever the fuck it's called, I saw that when it came out and remember liking it okay, but I'll need to watch it again before commenting further. Sadly, I suspect your negative reactions to it are probably spot on. That said, the movie did have its moments.
1: Yeah, uh, so he's kind of like what he said. He's like, I kind of liked it when I watched it the first time. I did too. And then I watched it again. And then I didn't like yeah. it, Jerry.
0: No, I think the the worst thing that a person could do or best thing is to watch uh Dangerous Days, the making of Blade Runner, the first one. Mm-hmm. And then you go watch that and you go, "Oh. <laughs> oh. But that that documentary is pretty pretty rad." It is. Um, yeah. Aaron Concludes, you should absolutely track down Escapes, a very unusual documentary about Blade Runner screenwriter Hampton Fancher, which Wes Anderson, of all people, produced. Fancher is a real wild man. He dated Terry Garr back when she was a go-go dancer and was even briefly married to Sue Lolita Lyon. He worked as a flamenco dancer and did a lot of uh, bit TV acting on shit like Gunsmoke and Adam 12. Otherwise, his filmography filmography is really bare. Just a real weird guy with a real weird career. Hmm. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, I will, uh, I've never heard of that documentary. And like, I, I was struck when I was watching the making of documentary by the name Hampton Fenther, because I was like, that's a strange name. <laughs> Hampton Fenther. That yeah. doesn't sound real though. It, it doesn't, but it's then like, because of that, it sounds so real. No, 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 no that's I not mean, what I meant. No no, no one thinks RJ Baylog's a real name.
1: It's not. It's a moniker I use to mm-hmm. protect my real identity. Yeah. Which is uh, Miguel Sanchez. Right, right. My other alias. Whoa. Any relation? To who? Sam. No, no, no. Come on. Just because you got the same last name doesn't mean you're related.
0: uh, I'm just asking. You bigot. (laughs) Next up, Colin Richards. A new challenger approaches. Is is this uh, someone who's emailed in before? Hey there, creeps. Just uh, wanted... Yes, RJ. No. Just wanted to well, send I can't
1: remember because qu- I don't have access to these emails. I don't remember the names all the time.
0: Just wanted to send a quick follow-up from my email last week. In the Pepe Lamoco episode, one email asked about hang-ups with movies such as RJ's distaste for movies with animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. My, my personal God. hang-up is much less important, but I thought it was funny enough to share. I really hate scenes in movies or TV when someone walks in the front door of their house apartment and never closes the front door. I noticed it a lot more in older mm. movies, particularly Hitchcock, where someone will enter this big, lavish house and not close the door behind them, and there is no one around who looks like they might close it after them. I don't know why, but this has always drove me crazy, even though it is such an unimportant detail. I've been making my way through the episodes mm. from the beginning, and it's fun to hear regulars like Frank emailing so often. Hopefully, someday, I can join the ranks of regular emailers. Keep it <gasps> up. Call well, I'm, I mean, you can if you do it. All the time, right? Pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I understand his hang-up there. I was thinking of another one for me, which isn't really irrational, but I've, I've mentioned before, you know what I fucking hate? Phones ringing in movies. Oh, no, yeah. You've talked about that one a few times. It's the worst, Jarrett. And I know Capes has one of those, but uh, I can't get uh, get my hands on that movie. Not yet. Not yet. Well, it's nice to hear from uh, these new fans, and uh, maybe they'll be fans for life. Fans for, I mean, for our lives, for which will be end, be ended soon. Correct. And I do English good today. Very
0: nice. Uh, yes. Next up, Justin Peterson. There he is. My Two Cents. Oh. Hey there, Jared and RJ. It was uh-huh. humbling last week to hear that you wish that I would have given my answer to my last question about an actor whose career has gone to shit. I guess you really oh, yeah. are a couple of swell guys that care about us listeners. The first actor that comes to my mind is Johnny Depp, because I was thinking more Mm -hmm. of an actor who's just been in subpar movies lately and not one having bad times in their personal life. So many great Johnny Depp movies to pick from, so I'll mention Blow, which is more of an underrated film of his that I love. Also, Mm -hmm. it would have been great if he had picked up uh, an Oscar for that first time he played Captain Jack Sparrow in 2003. Here Mm -hmm. comes another couple of fresh questions for you guys for your fine Criterion podcast. Number one. Oh, God. So after months of putting it off, I finally got around to writing my Letterbox review for Schindler's List, which I watched early this year and after I picked it up on 4K. So that makes me wonder, I know you guys are pretty hardcore, but are there any movies that can make you tear up? Another one for me is that final thumbs up at the end of Terminator 2. Mm. Uh, I cry frequently
1: and almost regularly during movies, Jarrett. Almost
0: always. Just an uncontrollable sobbing?
1: Yeah, usually like, I, like I you have I, some
0: I, sort of disturbance in your life that just goes untouched,
1: and that, and that, that's just the break.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think
1: I've mentioned before. Sometimes when I'm hungover, I get really emotional, and then I'll be watching a movie, like say Paddington, and it'll it'll just like really get to me. Um, I've mentioned before. I think like my big one is uh Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs when uh, Mister <laughs> T's got his family on that grilled cheese sandwich, and he uh, jumps through that Dorito. It's beautiful man i cried in the theater during that because he, he he's doing it for his family Jerp. you know about family man do you know about family i could take it or leave it Uh well i think that that thing is beautiful uh i don't know i cry all the fucking time yeah almost almost all the time so uh yeah, I'm not the heartless, soulless monster uh, that is Jarrett Francois what? Duncan. He's uh, never cried a day in his life.
0: <laughs> this is not true at all. I'm usually moved a lot by, uh, like, real, like, real, like, movie heroism. Like, true, like, unmotivated by anything else. Just, like, person doing the right thing. That usually is, uh... Like, that, jumping my, through a... Yeah, that's a, my a sweet huge Yeah, not Does that, that count? That movie failed to make me weep, RJ. No, Maybe you weren't watching it, I, right? I, dude. I, I'd have to go through the collection a little bit more, my collection, to see what have I cried at to, to recall. But yeah, I, I cry. I cry, RJ. No, you don't.
3: Uh, this dude's one, never one, cried. One that, one that,
0: like, probably, like, um, fuck. I think, like, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind did it to me. Oh. Uh, the, the Abyss. It's been a long time since I've seen The Abyss, but... There's lots of movies. Like James Cameron's The Abyss? Yeah.
1: Or uh, Jim Crumren's The Abyss. <laughs> oh. Do you I see what I did there, Jared? Well, I haven't seen that one. You, you don't know that one? Well, I don't know. All I'm saying is I cry all the time. And uh, Jared is like, fuck, I don't know, some kind of bad guy.
0: <laughs> some kind of bad dude. Number two. A big part of my love for movies comes from my dad, who introduced me to so many great movies when I was a kid, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Exorcist, and Alien, to name a few. What are some mm-hmm. movies that are special to you that your parents recommended? Uh, I'd probably direct
1: him to my, the movies I watched at my grandparents' house. What about, uh, your, what,
0: about what about Bob Baylog? What about Big Bob?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, one that sticks out with me is Taurus Bulba. But it was because uh, one time he was watching it upstairs, and uh, me and my brother were downstairs.
0: What movie? And
1: uh, Taurus Bulba. Do you know Taurus Bulba? No. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a link to Taurus Bulba. Um, so is, he was. Is this some sort of like Hungarian film? No, there's this movie called. You don't know Taurus Bulba? No. <laughs> okay, wait. Let me see. Taurus Bulba. Yeah. Oh no! Like that's like a bowl. Oh no! There's a 1962 film called Taras Bulba. Yeah, it's Ukrainian, Jarrett. You idiot! It stars Yul Brynner as Taras Bulba. Do you see? You see what I mean? Mm. Jarrett, you see what I mean? Taras Bulba. So, anyways, uh, this isn't like an actual recommendation, but this one time, my dad was watching Taras Bulba, and uh, he was he was upstairs, and we were downstairs, and every like 20 minutes, we would just hear. Taurus Bulba. Like he was saying it because he thought it was so fun. Do you know what I mean? Here, I'm going to send you the link to this Taurus Bulba uh, good. situation. I don't know if that may,
0: that, might well, I, I uh, that might kill the internet. I already sent
1: it to you. That might kill the internet. I already sent it to you. Good job. You. It's 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 already there. Okay. It's already there. So uh, I don't know, Jared. Do you have anything that you want to
0: talk about? Mm, I'd say that like I remember my mom would always talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Ooh, shit. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, that movie. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, my parents did watch movies, but there's very few movies where they're like, oh, uh, actually, that's not true. Uh, Road Warrior. That would be my dad's, uh, the one Whoa. movie that he talked about quite a bit. So he liked it? Yeah. In what way?
1: Sensually? Ooh. Did he? I feel like a, a big part of your sexuality is uh, Lord, whoa, Warrior based. Hey now. Well, I mean, you know that guy. What is that? What's the the bad guy's <laughs> name in Road Lord, Warrior? Lord Humongus.
0: Lord Humongus, yeah, that's your alias, isn't it? Uh, I, I'm not at liberty to disclose that information. Why not? Legal app ramifications. Oh. All right.
2: Well,
1: whatever.
0: Yeah. So yeah, those would be my two. What about mm-hmm. Linda, RJ? Well, movies that window watched.
1: Yeah. Uh, she kind of watched whatever we would watch because she was like a good mom. She was like, "Oh, oh you you put on whatever." Um, ah, <laughs> uh, shit. I don't know. She, she was real scared of The Exorcist. Always talked that one yeah, up. Yeah,
0: I think that's a that's a big generational thing. That and Jaws. Huh. though all the go tos. Yeah, all the go to yeah.
1: ones. I don't know. It's. I I say all the time, but these questions are sometimes hard to uh, think up on the spot. I don't give them any thought afterwards either, because as soon as the question's done, it's It's gone (laughs) out of my mind forever. But, you know, one day maybe I'll think about things
0: more. Mm -hmm. Number three. Mm -hmm. Finally, one of my favorite actors as a kid was one of your fellow Canadians, John Candy, R.I.P. And by far my favorite movie of his is Trains, Planes, and Automobiles, which I watch every Thanksgiving. Do you have a favorite John Candy movie? Also, who are some of your favorite Canadian actors other than Jim Carrey, RJ? Uh,
1: Jim Carrey, I would say, is uh, one of my favorite actors. What about Mike Myers? I know that's a big favorite of Jarrett's.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> In terms of John Candy, why don't we? Uh, why don't we say Cool Runnings? Uh, yeah. The can. Let's- the canned Man. The Canned Man actually. Uh, Great outdoors is uh, one of my favorites of his, but. Uh, I've just uncovered something even more shocking. If you go to the letterbox, there's Canadian bacon, and then underneath is the poster for Only only the Lonely, and it looks like John Candy is wearing a skirt. This is big news. Huge. I'm going to take a picture of this for some people. Ooh, Rookie of the Year. John Candy's pretty good in that movie, too. Who's your favorite Canadian actor,
0: Jarrett? Mm, Well, I'm thinking about uh, favorite candy movies, and I'd have to go with... uh... Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, oh, yeah? Yep. That, speaking of movies that are sad.
2: Mm.
0: What, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Yeah. Yeah, that's sad enough, I guess. That's pretty
1: sad. Uh, uh, I, I like my answers better. Cool uh, Runnings, that's, The oh, Great Outdoors, oh, man. Rookie of the Year. I'm
0: just looking over these, uh, these fucking Canadian losers. Who <laughs> Like Mike Myers and Jim Carrey? Seth Rogen, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan oh. Gosling. Oh, uh, I'm just going to pick it on with the Dan Aykroyd. Were those like the four biggest actors with of our time? William Shatner, Donald Sutherland. Mm. Uh, what about Kiefer Sutherland? old Nathan Fillion? Everyone's favorite. Or, uh, oh, yeah. Keanu. Yeah, see, Keanu, a lot of
1: people don't realize that he is a uh, Canadian because he's also Lebanese, I think. Michael
0: Sarah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the Plum, uh, Chris Plum. Ru- Rutger Hauer. <laughs> In uh, RJ's timeline.
1: Hey, so I had someone this weekend. I was yeah, talking about Rucker and they were one, like, oh, he's like Canadian. Wait,
0: what? Will Arnett? Yeah, he's from Toronto. Really? I didn't know if Ooh. I knew that at all. Mm-hmm. Ugh, Joshua Jackson.
1: What's wrong with Joshua Jackson? Speaking
0: of people who shouldn't shave their faces, that's all I'm going to say. Hey, you know what? Andrea I think I uh, uh, look uh, like yeah. Joshua. A, you see what I'm aware? Is that what you're doing over what there? Doing over here? Matthew Perry, Leslie Nielsen. I'm not, I'm, only, see, I'm I just, only naming the dudes too. How about Drake? I, was gonna,
1: I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to point out that uh, Drake's a guy. Uh, I want to point out <laughs> that Jarrett hasn't mentioned a single female actress. What yep. about Rachel McAdams? What about Sandra Oh? What, what, what about Michael J. Fox, Jarrett? Yeah,
0: just from Edmonton. Uh, he makes, makes us all sad though. Because of his uh, Parkinson's? Ellen Page. Rick Moranis. <laughs> Nev Campbell. Remember me? Remember What Nev about Campbell? Eugene Levy, Garrett? What about Anna Paquin? Rogue.
1: Anna Paquin? Evangeline Lilly? She's actually from uh, pretty close to us. Sarah
0: Pauly. Sarah Pauly. <laughs> David Cronenberg.
1: David Cronenberg. Graham, oh, Taylor. Graham huh? Green. <laughs> Taylor Kitsch. Tatiana Maslany, Bruce Greenwood remember him Alan Thicke died
0: yeah I didn't know that yeah Phil who's Hart. Patrick oh, Sabungua I don't know are we all looking Patrick at, are we all looking at the same list oh, probably oh god Hayden Christensen fuck me Martin Short oh yeah oh, Stephen Amell Green Green Arrow RJ Green, Green
1: Arrow see you didn't you mentioned Donald Sutherland but you didn't mention Kiefer Sutherland yeah that was intentional fuck for what about martin, martin short yeah. <laughs> wait is leslie nielsen no not leslie nielsen right? yeah yeah okay no wait uh think steve you see... martin yeah 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 see you you figured it out you figured me out jared yeah yeah what about turkey. mary pickford she's a big canadian actress uh... what about kim Catrell starved porkies oh you ever seen porkies
0: uh, no, RJ, I have not seen Porky's. Okay. I think we did, uh, did some good work here.
1: Nice. <laughs> There's a lot of noise coming from outside my house. Can you hear that? No. I think they're having a block party out there in the rain
0: or something. P.S. It'll be really huh? interesting to hear your thoughts on the very odd creep. Spine 741. My Winnipeg. If you guys are still alive, then I surely won't. And if my plan
1: works, neither will Jarrett be alive. Um, uh, I think we both like that movie quite a bit. Yeah. Hey, uh, Guy Madden, uh, we never mentioned on the Troma episode is a, a big, big uh, collaborator with your buddies at uh, Astron Six.
0: Hmm. It's pretty weird, hey? Sure. Winnipeg's a small place, you know. You got to stick together. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah, but like, I don't, I don't think they have anything related to them other than they both live in Winnipeg. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Indeed. All right, moving on. Moving right along, Sam Sanchez, with a three-star email. Three stars to who? To you or to me? Three star. Well, we'll find out the context of this, RJ. Uh-oh. Hey, once again. First, let me congratulate Jared for his Toronto Raptors winning the NBA championship. Mm. Woo! We did it, RJ! Sportsman. Sports, ball. Woo! Sports ball. We did it. I, knew, I knew I knew we could do it. We just had to pull, mm-hmm. pull together. Got all, I got, yep. lined up for seven hours to get merch. You know, I'm a big fan. Uh. And we're at the parade getting shot and stabbed. <laughs> b- hey, b- do booing, you, booing, uh, Doug Ford.
1: Doug Ford? Did you pull out your uh, junior high Raptors jacket?
0: when the uh, when the uh, when the
1: team did it
0: I, I think i burnt it the first year they didn't win because they were losers and other winners oh you're
2: one
1: of those fairweather fans <laughs> what i have no idea I, what that.
0: I have no idea what you mean i see i see i see i see lifelong yep. dream Comes true I'm sure Along those mm-hmm. lines though Jarrett mentioned last week About Californians Being fans of the Warriors I would say that's not Really all that true At least in Southern California right. Where I'm at I'm in Anaheim Which is about a 30 minute Drive from Los Angeles So it's Lakers and Clippers Country around here So Warriors aren't That appreciated But like with anything As successful as the Warriors Were there are Bandwagon fans still So there still generally popular I suppose mm-hmm. Yeah um, That's kind of Would be my impression I always forget It's like California's a really Big Place and, yeah,
2: uh,
1: I, th- I think it's uh, the perspective for for us is like picture if you were Sam Sanchez and you lived in New York and the o- the single only other uh, NBA team was the New York Knits. No, wait, he lives in L.A., but the only NBA team was in New York.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That was the only one for the entire country. That's kind of like what the Raptors are for yeah. us, right? Pretty much <laughs> pretty, pretty, not just pretty much. I nailed that analogy. I flubbed a little bit on my English again, but... English? English? I don't even know why. I didn't have, like, a long day or anything. I don't know. I should be speaking normal.
0: Also, RJ guessed my age somewhere between 20 and 50, and miraculously, he's correct. I, I fucking knew it, I'm, th- I'm thirty just tell. I'm 32, closing in on 33 mm. in about a month and a half, but I've been balding for a few years now, and body is falling apart, feeling closer Good. to 40 physically. Well, all can't be in peak condition like the both of you, sadly.
1: Well, I mean, I was the perfect specimen until uh, I had my little facial hair mishap today, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I am, Jared, many people have mentioned, I am probably a beacon of health and just physical beauty just just like the president (laughs) uh yeah jared i'm six five i'm a a buck 80 and uh, i'm
0: (laughs) solid lean muscle yeah yep never seen a healthier person in my life who me you guys addressed last week, giving up for the time being on star ratings on Letterbox and can't say mm-hmm. I support you guys with that. <laughs> I feel like I've been way too That's consistent fine. with rating everything for me to ever give up on that. And to be honest, though, for me, I put very little thought into my rating as the movie goes on. And then after it's over, I just go with my gut and give it a quick rating. He actually wrote... Yeah gunt so i'm <laughs> not sure if he meant to write that but uh, I,
1: uh I i i hey i don't really see where you get off correcting him and saying gut uh maybe he Gun. meant gunt maybe he's talking about his gunt <laughs> he doesn't have a gunt he's not he's not a woman
0: He has. A, excuse he, me he has a gawk
1: jared are you assuming something about sam sanchez that i, uh, I, I don't am. know i am i am i i I feel like I don't even know you, man. What is this? <laughs> uh,
0: gunt. Your, your anyway, bigotry knows no bounds. <laughs> I work on a lot of private ranked lists for my star ratings play a decent way to quickly help with how I roughly felt about a certain movie. But since you guys mm. are pretty active with tags on Letterboxd, maybe that helps you in that area if need be.
3: Yeah?
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I think so. I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty consistent with my tags. I know Jared. uh... He flip-flops all the time with how oh, he takes stuff. It's
0: pretty frustrating. You, you're, uh, you're bullshit tags, man. It's what nice. about my tags? Bullshit. Why? Do 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 a little bit of research, huh? Do a little bit of the basics, okay?
1: What do you mean? I think everyone thinks I have good tags.
0: Mm, do they? First yes. thing of note, uh, or, or sorry, final thing of note. I recently watched Who Killed Captain Alex? Which is, as the movie VJ will consistently remind you, Uganda's first action-packed movie. And let's just say, <gasps> if Capes doesn't already have one, you might want to re-release Capes with a hype man that narrates in commentaries throughout the entire movie. I will nominate RJ for that role. Uh, I would. Uh, it would be my my great
1: pleasure uh, to narrate something of such stature. Get and, her done. Uh,
0: fortitude c- concludes Sam. Oh, well, he uh, he hit us in there with a the get her done? He did. Actually, I, I heard a get it done on uh, a CNN broadcast about uh, getting some sort of bill passed. By Wait, a, do you mean a, get a, it done? Yeah, yeah or he said, get said. Yeah, he done. said yes. Get it done. But I was like, whoa. Is, is it? Is it time? Is it time for that to come back?
1: Uh yes. I mean, Larry. The that's Larry the cable guy, yes. right? Yeah. He can't be doing much else. No. I think he came here once. Actually, he did. Where uh, celebrities come to die? Yep. Yeah. Actually, you Are, RJ, like, are, are you familiar yeah. with who killed Captain Alex? No, I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Oh man. Does it got the General Adi Amin Adidi? Mm, no. <laughs> he's but he's not, he's not alive anymore to be in this movie. I don't think. Oh, but, but you uh, remember
1: that, isn't there that action movie that came out where the one I thought I was the general Idi Amin,
0: No. That, uh, no, I was like, this is, uh, this is more recent. This is, uh. Well,
2: yeah, that
1: counts too, right? No. Oh. All right. Well, I don't uh, That's why I'm, that's why I ask questions. I,
0: yeah, I don't know.
1: That's why, that's why I gotta ask.
0: American genre film archive put this out on Blu-ray recently It in another movie. I got that Blu-ray. I haven't watched it yet though. I don't know. Uh, maybe you should. Maybe I shall. Maybe I will. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. Fine. Good. Okay. All right, yeah. RJ. Thanks, Sam. Okay. Okay. Final email. Maybe I got a. I got a tweet here from somebody, but we'll Uh-oh. see if that turns. A into tweet. Yeah. Jackson. Hey. Kids. Did he tweet? No. Oh. Given its recent release, I was wondering if you had any plans on watching the 13-hour Too Old to Die Young series, directed by a friend of the show, mm-hmm. Nicholas Winding Refn. Given that you guys mm-hmm. are such big fans of his work, I'm surprised you haven't already watched it. Additionally, after recently hearing the episode on Brian De Palma's sisters in which you said that there will be there were much better examples of these sleazy thrills, thrillers, I was wondering what alternative title might you suggest? Keep up the tremendous work, Jackson. First up, uh, thanks for the email. Mm-hmm. Uh, too old to die young, RJ. Have you? Have uh, you? Are you familiar with this? I heard about this this weekend because it came
1: out. Yep. I had no idea it was Nicholas no. Winding Reffin. Oh, and but do, uh, you, do you also know who wrote this?
0: No. Uh, Ed Brubaker.
1: Really? So yeah. it might be okay then, because Nicholas Winding Reffin didn't write it. Yeah. Well, I only—I just saw a few hot takes that said it was uh, equal parts real good. Equal parts pretentious and laughably Ooh, bad. What a shock. So
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, so the just episode, kinda like his the, episode collection. titles are all I, th- I think all based off of the tarot deck. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> there's like there's like obvious some <laughs> uh some in looking deep into his heart at his uh Jodorowsky and his uh ink haul trying to live the dream after having seen the Dune storybook that no, that no one else can see except for him. Did Uh, you see who it stars also? uh, Yeah. Your buddy, Miles Teller. Jay White from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, who? Exactly. So anyway, uh, for folks, Ed Brubaker, he's a comics guy. Uh, he's been writing comics since the nineties. I've got pretty Mm -hmm. well everything he's written. I'm a fan. I like his comics. Uh, Um, so yeah, I I'm uh, torn on this. I want to watch it, but it's, it's but also just you don't <laughs> thirteen hours long.
1: Mm. Does it have a letterbox?
0: To, um. Uh, oh yeah, someone's using thing? like there's this other movie that has this title, but uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're using the poster for the TV show. <laughs> and mm-hmm. people are just like, "I'm using this as a placeholder." And you're like, "Okay, all right." Yeah. See, that's the other thing about letterbox,
1: like uh, the ratings. You know what? I'm sure that some of our listeners have are doing it, and you know what? I've done it myself too. But like this new thing about adding every Black Mirror episode on a uh, letterbox, it's even more reason for me not to rate things anymore. Because I see people do this, and I'm like, it's like I don't really know what we're doing anymore. Some shows are on here, some shows aren't. What does it all mean,
0: Jarrett? I don't know. What does it all mean? What does it all mean? Uh, to answer the second part of this email about uh, saying uh-huh. that I've seen better movies than this Sisters at this point in my life, I got some. I got some suggestions here.
1: Yeah, because uh, I, I don't
0: think that was me, right? That, that was me. Um, okay. Yeah, and like so, examples. I've got a list of some '70s thrillers that I think are pretty good on the maybe on that sleazy side. Uh, Wake and Fright okay. is a, I think, a fantastic mm-hmm. movie, but mm-hmm. probably not good for RJ's. It's on Shudder. Uh, I,
1: I remember you said you might not like this, yeah. so
0: I didn't watch it. Yeah. It's uh, Australian in the Outback. Mm-hmm. Things seem to happen mm-hmm. to animals in the Outback, RJ. Those fuckers. Yep. But the movie's awesome. Unbelievable. Uh, okay beside that point Uh, there's a couple movies like I'm thinking of like in terms of like Hitchcock 70s sort of pastiches so like uh, Sudden Fury which I just talked about uh, a couple weeks ago Vinegar Syndrome put Mm -hmm. out Uh, I find I think that movie is I'm more entertained and like that movie now more than Sisters Uh, Eyes of Laura Mars I think is a better Mm, film yeah that's a good show I like that one you do Brad Dourif has uh, pretty amazing hair in that movie yeah Pretty real amazing, here. Huh? Pretty real amazing. Someone's yeah. Watching Me, I thought was pretty ace. Uh, that's that Carter. Children of the Corn? Not so much. The Silent Partner. Uh, I don't know which one. No, oh, uh, with Christopher Plummer and Elliot Gould. And it's a Canadian film. <gasps> all these, all these good things. Elliot Gould? Yeah, I think that movie is, uh, again, better than Sisters. Even though mm-hmm. Sisters <laughs> isn't terrible, but I just think these movies are probably better um gotcha the 70s sleazy movie hitchhike with uh, David Hess that movie's pretty good the psychic Lucio Fulci uh that movie some people it doesn't hit them in the right way as it does for me that's pretty good uh Mm -hmm. sitting target is awesome uh investigation of a citizen above suspicion which is actually a criterion movie it's probably a little maybe too classy but that movies outstanding what do you mean by too classy because it's Criterion, you know, it's uh, got that, it's got yeah. that, uh, you know, like uh, we'll talk about another some classy films that are coming out from uh, Criterion soon. Yeah. Um and yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good start for someone wanting to challenge me <laughs> on this. Okay. Uh, call. Hey Jerry, why
1: don't you name some movies that are actually good?
2: Oh.
0: Uh. rj Beardless face. Hey. That's a good
1: one. Hey.
0: Hey. Well, I
1: like I like uh, all the people who emailed. That's nice. Yeah.
0: It's good. So what was this other thing you mentioned? That's nah, nothing. Hey, RJ. Yes? Hey, what you been creeping on this week? A whole lot of nothing. Well, I watched some
1: stuff. You watched, I saw you
0: you watched some short films in a movie.
1: Hey, I've been watching nothing but heavy movies for years now. Yeah, I know. And I saw that you were watching a lot of movies, and I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe it's time we let Jared take the reins on this a little bit. Maybe people want to hear more from the J-Dog, mm. the J-Date. Mm. You're, you're kind of like a Jewish dating site, hey? Whew. So anyways, uh, I watched uh, Six Feet Under, that show you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's good. Speaking of things that make you cry, didn't you cry at the end of that? Of course.
0: Of course? Does it's, everyone cry? Yeah, RJ. Everybody cries. Yeah. Everybody cries. Yeah. It's pretty, uh it's like a fucking punch right in the gut. Well, Jarrett, I don't know if
1: you know this, but everybody cries, everybody dies. All right? And that's the point
2: mm-hmm. of
1: that show. Yep. Okay? Everybody dies. Sometimes it's not very glamorous. With that uh Sia. <laughs> oh yeah. The what? The music. Oh, uh Breathe Me by yeah. Sia? Yeah. yeah, I know what you I know what you're talking about mm-hmm. now yeah yeah it's good stuff man uh see that's not loggable on letterboxd but maybe uh, we've been talking about our good friend hbo and how uh, some some h horace horace boris Horus, uh, uh, <laughs> uh and some things are loggable but uh, some things aren't and it's like yeah i know that's a tv show but uh big little lies is on there and i think that's horseshit because <laughs> that's a tv show right it's like a ten-episode. See, it's in season
0: two now. It's, it's so yeah. I mean, if you have so one, like, where do you draw the, the line? The, the cap is one season, apparently. Well, Big Little Lies is in its second season right now. Yeah, see, that's bullshit. Then it should be that's stricken from the record. Hmm. Exactly. So, anyways, or, or Letterbox should just fucking open it up, and then we can all log the episodes of TV that we watch. each yeah, individual I mean, one, like one? I mean, Black Mirror is like horseshit. That's what I that's what I'm saying. Like Black like, Mirrors really Mirror is close to that sick? line. Well, because like why wouldn't Twilight Zone episodes be up there too? Or uh every episode of Twin Peaks? Each one, each uh, installment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Part eight, part seven. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Maybe even part nine. Who gives a shit at this point, right? Anyways, so uh, I just thought I'd mention since it was talked about things that cry, it's a good show. Uh I'm still Team Ruth to the end of my days. Mm-hmm. Uh, You never told me that Six Feet Under was a secret uh, sequel to Can't Hardly Wait. There are, I counted, five. Alumni? Alumni. Actually, no, wait, four. Four confirmed. Uh, The two big uh, alumni are Rico and Claire. Uh, They're big hitters in Can't Hardly Wait. But then also uh, the lead of Can't Hardly Wait, the Chachi guy, he's one of the artists in Six Feet Under. Uh, and then also Claire's first boyfriend, uh, the real skeezy guy, which is one of my most hated act. I, actually, I got to look up that guy's name. I fucking hate that guy so much. <laughs> oh, uh, He's like real gross and has this like sick beard and he's always, he has like huge like earrings. Do you know that which guy I'm talking about? Not really. I, uh, it's he, been
0: a really long time since I watched Can't Hardly Wait.
1: He's a uh, he's Claire's first boyfriend. Does that help you at all?
0: Mm, not really. No, it's been okay. a we'll have ma- that show too.
1: Doesn't matter. But anyways, it is a uh, six feet under or six feet under is a
0: can't hardly wait. Did reunion. You, what, so reunion. So, uh, did Six Feet Under deliver? On? Uh every, on the hype on the on its uh reputation. Yeah. Yeah. No, Six Feet Under is great, man. Like yep. um
1: it is a very very good show. Uh, it starts off a little goofier than uh We had anticipated. I don't know if you if you remember this, but uh, in the first like four episodes, uh, I think they were they were going for something definitely different than what the the show became, because there's all those like weird infomercials where it's like sprinkle this on the coffin and it's in like not that any of those were bad or anything, but it was like, oh, okay, so it's kind of like it's going for that thing. But after the first half of the first season, they really abandoned that. Yeah, that
0: sounds about right. Which is which fine. is fine. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I remember. Oh, oh, hey, actually, was there an episode you hated? Is this is the one episode I uh, like. I did not like at all. It's the one where uh, David gets kidnapped. Oh. Okay. So. Okay,
1: first off, the actor I hate is named Eric Balfour. Mm. He's fucking horrible. I hate that guy. Add him to the growing list of actors I hate for I, I, I really, reasons that are my own. Uh, yeah, for your own, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for reasons that are on my, my own. Uh, so the episode where David gets kidnapped, it's weird. Uh, and then it becomes like a really consistent part of his character for the, in, yeah. the rest of the yes, series. I know. And it's like it's kind of annoying. Yes. Um Because there's like a point where he gets over it and then it comes back. And I know that they're trying to like say that like, uh, cause when it comes back is when he's dealing with like lots of shit. And it's like, well, these things can creep back up on you. And it's like, I get it. Cause like the whole show is essentially a, like an analysis of mental health, not just like the actual people with mental illness, like Billy, but like everyone, like David's sexuality, Claire's like, existentialism i guess like growing up even ruth man ruth's just trying to do her fucking best as the the mother of this family jared and everyone (laughs) shits on her all the time it's all about that but uh yeah like the stuff with david it does it definitely does get it gets annoying near the end because you're like fuck i thought we were over this already you know you know jared you know uh i i also like so the one good thing i think the one big thing about six feet under is i like how plain they talk to each other like it actually sounds like how people really talk mm-hmm. like nate is the best for this because someone will say something really dumb and he'll be like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> and like he will just very plainly just be like he's like are you fucking like dumb like what are you doing what's the
0: name of the actor peter peter Crouse. Peter <sighs> cross yeah so have you ever seen a uh, sports night That was like the Uh, show he did before Six Feet Under. Andrea,
1: before we watched Six Feet Under, she watched uh, um, Parenthood, which is the show he did after Six Feet Under. Oh. So she was like, she had him in his mind from that show where he plays like a dad and not like this sexy and dude who sexes it up and stuff. Yeah. You know about sex, Jared? I have heard about it. Yeah, did, did you come he, around um, on Brenda? Uh she gets better near the end like they make her more likable, but I think in those first two seasons she is just the biggest piece of shit person you'll ever see and it's hard it's hard to like get over that. I think at the end they try to make Nate more unlikable than Brenda so you like flip. Mm. But uh it's kind of like, well, you know yeah, uh, your buddy James Cromwell. I didn't see him coming. Oh when he yeah, see, up I said I didn't
0: want to ruin it and say he, to look forward to him.
1: Well, it had all those big hitters: James Cromwell, uh, Ed Bagley, Egg Bagley yeah. Jr.
0: Big Dick a, Ooh,
1: baby! It had all the old guys. Your buddy Ben Foster. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize he was in this for so long. Mm-hmm. Had them all, man. It little, it had it, them all. Uh, Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor, Kathy Bates. Yes. Who, uh, I, I I wish she was in it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. She was awesome. And she directed a bunch of them apparently. Uh Mick uh Jimny, or what is it? Um Cricket from Always Sunny. He's in there for a few episodes. <laughs> oh yeah. That's pretty good. So yeah, six feet under. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's good.
0: See, I I'm, don't I'm, need I'm, I'm, much gl- I'm, I'm glad it uh holds up.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. Um it's like I said, I didn't realize uh it was, it had such a comedy lean to it. I thought it was like a straight drama thing, but, uh, mm. they, they do. It's a good balance. I think it's just those, those first two episodes where you get into those, uh, flights of fan,
0: uh, oh, how, fancy, you, which happens throughout the whole thing. But like talking and no, uh, no talk about Richard Jenkins.
1: Ooh, baby. I love Richard Jenkins, the frost giant from Thor himself, <laughs> Richard <laughs> Jenkins, uh, yeah, he's awesome, and I do like how he pops up uh, sporadically whenever they need him, just whenever they need him, Jer. Yep. which is here, there, and uh, everywhere. Uh, I was trying to think of – there were a couple favorite deaths I had, but I can't remember them all. Is a uh, friend of the show, Ryan A., want to watch it if he hasn't already? Uh, I don't think he has. He Ooh. could, I guess, because he likes Richard Jenkins or uh, what's your uh, – no,
0: no, I think he'd, uh, he'd probably like the show a lot too.
1: Oh yeah, he might be able to convince his wife to watch it, actually, mm-hmm. which would. Uh, I mean, that's that's the big reason I was able to blow through it the way that I was. She she still like okay, so we we brought up Six Feet Under and Andrea liked it, and then I was like, okay, well we got to watch Deadwood next, and she's like, Meh.
0: she's like, <laughs> still she still doesn't want to watch it, man. Maybe you got to play uh, uh, that was that uh, Kid Rock song, Cowboy? Cowboys, yeah. Well, we listen to that almost every day anyways, well, dude. maybe you got to turn it up a little bit. Play it a couple more times a day. Okay, okay. There's a guy we know who looks just like Kid Rock.
1: Hmm. Is that a good thing? I'd probably not, but he's a real person, so, you know, cool. what are you going to do? Nice. Hey, do you want to hear about a movie? Mm, okay. So, I watched uh, some movie uh, movie and some shorts by these two dudes, Christopher Caldwell and Zeke Earl. Hmm. Zeke Jarrett so these dudes uh made I think it's a Netflix original movie Prospect uh, but they also have some shorts one is called Prospect also from uh, 2014 which is essentially it's this like it is Prospect it's just uh I don't know eight minutes of it and not the actual movie and then they have this thing called In the Pines uh, about a lady who believes uh there are aliens out there and that she's going to be abducted and it's it's a pretty short uh short film like both of these shorts are i guess good uh good like um chasers from this movie if you want it a little bit more because it's got their their filming style and uh, a lot of the stuff that they show off in prospect i guess but it's not really i don't know they're they're both like eight minute long shorts they're not really essential for anything yeah But Prospect, Jared, this came out last year. I'm pretty sure it was a Netflix film. Uh, Do you know anything about this thing? Just kind
0: of the letterbox synopsis.
1: Okay, so Prospect is, it's like a future world. And you have this dad and daughter, and they're they're at this kind of space hub where all these people kind of live and work. And they detach, and they go down to this moon planet. um, And you find out that the planet is like covered in forest. It's all this really lush forest. And that's the one thing that the shorts have also where it's uh, lots of these really nice, pretty shots of green woodland areas. And um, they all have this um, like flicker in the air, like dust kind of coming. And I, I, I read somewhere that that was practical effects, like it's, especially in prospect because the entire movie, it'll be like a big shot of the forest. And there was this like kind of, glittery dust kind of flying through uh and i guess i think they were just dumping dust like sparkles (laughs) and shit so i don't know what that did to the environment but uh it looks nice or that shit getting into your camera yeah man that's no wonder uh so the actors are wearing like Mm spacesuits, and uh, i think it was because they couldn't handle all the glitter which makes sense but so they go down on this world and uh they're in these they all have space suits because the world's uh um, atmosphere isn't breathable for them. So you have uh, the girl and her dad. They're in kind of new suits. They encounter some rascals led by a uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh, that's right, the Viper from Game Game of Thrones. Jarrett, he's in this thing. Whoa! Uh, so uh, <laughs> I've been wondering, a, where's he been? Where where's he been, that guy? Um, so he's in this. Like he's actually really good in this. Him and the girl, they're, they're, they they're do a pretty good job. Pedro Pascal, like, I don't know. He, he kind of has like a Texan accent in this. Like, I don't know if he's actually Chilean-born American. Okay, I don't know where he's from or where he grew up. But he sounds kind of like Texan in this, which is pretty cool. Um, so he's in like older space spacesuits, And then they encounter bubbles from the wire. Mm-hmm. And uh, that guy's in an even older space suit. Uh, And you find out that all these people on this planet, even though the planet is like toxic and kills you, uh, uh, they're there because they're like harvesters. There are these like mounds on the ground of like these bubbly, like cyst things. Uh, But they're like living and organic. So you like cut them open and there's like a little fleshy sack in there. And then uh, you have to really delicately like cut all the skin and flesh out of the sack. And then if you do in the inside is like a gemstone kind of. And like to them, I, apparently it's that's like well, it's very valuable in this mm-hmm. world. But you got to be careful cutting out those gemstones, Jared, because uh, if you kind of if you nick that flesh wrong, the whole thing just kind of melts and then you're fucked. You're fucked, man. Uh, this thing's really good. I liked it quite a bit. This was a friend of the show, Ryan Nagel's pick, uh, not six feet under, but this one. Uh, I would describe this as like a really, really amazing looking video game. Uh, because it's kind of like these people in spacesuits like walking through uh, this really nice, beautiful environment. And there's all this all this flicker and uh, all the like sets and costume design are awesome. Like because uh, all the spacesuits are kind of different, uh, but they all have their own kind of unique look like lots of tubes and shit like that. Uh, and even um, like their gadgets, like they have guns. Their guns kind of look like recycled cardboard like wound uh, like kind of wrapped around stuff and it kind of makes sense it's like well if these things are traveling like in spaceships and shit like they probably can't be or i don't know it, it makes sense in this world at least but all all that stuff uh all the sets all the props i think are awesome they look super cool uh and then there's some some Jarrett level stuff in here uh once in a while you'll pass like uh, like large naked men in like glass boxes mm-hmm. that are like being punished for things. Uh, I immediately thought of Jarrett. Uh, Andrea also, uh, she was like, I see whenever there was weird sex stuff on six feet under Andrea was like, I see why Jarrett likes this show. Cause she knows <laughs> that you are a creepy pervert just like the rest of the world. Oh, just like the rest of just, the just world. Just knowing in your house. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's when Justin Thoreau comes up and, He's uh he's into all that weird
0: oh, weird yeah. stuff. Uh yeah. Justin Thoreau. I like yeah. that I like that guy. I do too. Uh and uh clearly you really like that guy. Really like it. Really him. like it. what about that scene when uh it was like Keith and David had that dude staying over and then like With the paintball like, guy and, and then he comes to the door, room for one more. Yeah, see? I knew you would see <laughs> Andrea scene, was right. Oh I, I've been laughing about
1: that for so long. <laughs> That's uh, that's the sarge, I think they call him. When yeah. uh, David gets his power back and uh, he uh, he is uh, working on the uh, the paintball field. Mm-hmm. Pretty serious stuff, man. Yeah, pretty serious stuff. Uh, so yeah, weird sex stuff. There's no weird sex stuff in Prospect. Um, ooh, ooh. Uh, no, it's it's really good. Uh, Pedro. So the girl Sophie Thatcher, she's real good, and then Pedro Pascal is awesome. Uh, one of the Duplass brothers is in this, and I. I think I've mentioned before, I'm not super into him anymore after they uh, they completely sh- uh, shit all over Mel Gibson for like, I mean, his flagrant uh, anti-Semitism. So it's warranted. <laughs> but like I'm, it's I, I always say I think there's way worse guys than him. So, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, he's in this and he's OK. He's not in it that long. So that's nice. Uh, it's good, man. I think you would probably like it. I wouldn't say. I don't think you would be in love with it or anything, but I think you would uh, enjoy looking at the unique and interesting designs of uh, some of the stuff that they include in this. The the splendor. Yeah, it's, it is. It's like their suits are awesome. And the way that people kind of inhabit in this world, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, I don't think it's like, uh, it, it's, it ain't going to break your dick off or anything like that, Jared. See, that's a new one I'm testing out yeah. to see if, uh, you know. I don't know if but,
0: it's, it's going to have legs.
1: I, it might, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. There's not like a ton of depth to it or anything like that, but it looks cool. And it's an hour and a half long. So it's it's pretty pretty uh, brisk, easy jaunt. <laughs> cool. So there you go. All right. I'll take it <laughs> under advisement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, and uh, what, Alien. what platform is it on? Uh, it's on Netflix. Dude. Okay, that's what I thought. And then uh, the two shorts—one is on YouTube, and then the others on Vimeo. So okay, uh, I just googled the the shorts, and so like I said, they're not. Uh, if you were gonna watch anything, just watch the movie. Uh, and in the Pines is fine. It's about aliens, so you know I like aliens. Uh, <clears throat> I've,
0: I've heard, I've heard. So, anyways, you want to hear stuff. about some movies, RJ? Nope. Okay. Got any news? <laughs> yep. No, let me let me hear about whatever you're watching. Well, onto. what do I got? What do I got for you? Uh, a little bit of rewatching, a little bit of new watching. Uh, okay. Last week I didn't get to talk about it, but I watched uh, Werner Herzog's *Strascheck*, his, his his movie about America. That's uh, got. A- what was that like? I I love that movie. <laughs> mm. I I went, I don't know. Most people might not... I think there's people who just would not enjoy watching that movie, but it's got a special something to it. And when I was watching it again, I was like, oh God, that's where that mental image came from. Like just stuff that I haven't been able to mm-hmm. shake. The movie's just got like these really iconic things that are burnt into my brain. And watching it again, I was like, oh yeah, this is all from the same movie. So uh, this movie come, came about because Werner Herzog and um, Errol Morris, they mm-hmm. had... They were working on something together. They were talking about, uh, I think it was Errol Morris was doing research on Wisconsin and talking about how, like there was all these like, uh, unsolved murders in Wisconsin. And they were like, mm. they were talking about this and, uh, they had, they started talking about like Ed Gein, uh, old, uh, Leatherface himself. And they were talking about how, if you like look at the, uh, arrangement of the coffins that were dug out of the graveyard, when he was, like, finding bodies to make his skin suits, they were all, like, around his mother's grave. And they were like, do you think he dug up his mom? So they are like, let's go. (laughs) So they they made this, like, agreement to, like, go and, like, basically go at night and dig up the grave and see if the body was still there. What did they find? Uh, That didn't happen. So what happened was uh, Werner Herzog got there, um, and Errol Morris no showed didn't come so Werner Herzog spent Fucker. a little he spent a little bit of time here in this like small town in Wisconsin and it it, it fired up his imagination and uh yeah. so he he made this movie um starring this man named Bruno S who he worked with uh on another film that I also watched uh this week the enigma of Kasper Hauser uh Bruno mm-hmm. S uh, about this man who's released from prison in Berlin and he's not having a good time life sucks in Berlin mm-hmm. and they're like hey I've heard America's a great place. You can start over, become rich, live your dreams out. It's a wonderful place. And so him, mm. uh, his landlord, and this prostitute, they uh, take a boat over to America, and they drive out to the to the to the wonderful, blossoming land of Wisconsin. So the movie is like did they all, find there uh, depression because depression finds you anywhere mm. you go. This movie is like dank. Uh, dark stuff. This is the movie that uh, Ian Curtis mm. of Joy Division apparently watched, and then afterwards killed himself.
3: Oh, good. Yeah, so this is this movie. Good.
0: Oh, it's all aw- currently my uh, my letterboxed uh, Avatar is a still from this film, mm. <laughs> and uh, it, I don't know. I <laughs> I really like this movie quite a bit, but it is not for everybody. But you think I would like it? I think you should watch it some at some point. Don't give me one of those. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm going to give it to you. I don't know. It's it's so real, RJ. It's so Midwest. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, going along All with right. this, uh, watching. So yeah, I also watched the Enigma of Kasper Hauser, which is uh, he made prior to it. To Stroszek, uh also starring Bruno West. This actor, mm-hmm. I'm going to put my air quotes on actor. This guy was not an actor. He was a man like a street performer like kind of a simpleton of a man but like he had like a kind of a screen presence to him that like Herzog was able to like use in his movies uh, mm-hmm. to get a certain effect across and used him twice he was going to use him a third time in this movie called Wojciech but he wound up not using him there and used um, Klaus Kinski instead and then uh yeah he got this enigma of Casper Hauser out of him which is a period piece uh, about a true story of a man found in the middle of a town who like had no like socialization whatsoever apparently he was raised in a room his entire life and what kind of room like a room like a basement um, RJ has fell down the stairs <laughs> oh no no, it's, yeah. What kind of room? Like it's like a a dungeon. It, it, okay. Yeah. So this guy was apparently lived in this whole life. At, like he didn't see anybody, and like people. Mm-hmm. But somebody he was fed, and like was like just sat around floors and stuff like that. It's it's like very nebulous. Uh, like the, the the specifics of this. But anyway, so this movie picks up in his adulthood, and then this man comes by to like basically put him into the town, so he has to be somewhere. And then he's just kind of in this community, and you get these like situations of this person who's like kind of learning how to live in society and how society would treat that person, Mm. how that person would behave, how that person would think. Um, And this movie is like, it's a little slow to get at the beginning, but as it gets going, it has these like images uh, and these moments that are like so amazing. Like, that's like kind of like the Werner Herzog thing, though. Like, he Mm -hmm. finds these things and he just like, puts him on screen. Cause he's like, yeah, that seems like a really good idea. And then he films it. And then you're like, wow, there's like no way someone could have like wrote that in a screenplay and nailed it the way they did. Um, it feels, did it's just, it's just though. Hmm. What's did, that? Did they, did they do it though? Though well, they did it because of, uh, the, 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 they did it. So I don't know the, the Herzog method of just like improvisation and setting up stuff just like, as you kind of go, mm-hmm. it works well. Um, not always, cool. he's, but yeah, rewatching this was, a. Uh, quite pleasant. I liked it a lot. I like this Herzog kid. I've got a, real a, treat? A, a bunch more to rewatch. Cause it's like, I realized up until this year, I hadn't watched a single Werner Herzog movie for like four years. Mm. So are you going to watch uh, that grizzly man? I may, I may. I'm kind of watching his fiction stuff right now. We'll see about uh, getting back to those documentaries. You going to watch a uh, grizzly man? I might. I think Brad Dourif is in one of his documentaries. He's, what is that? uh, the wall, Into he's a wall blue Ooh. yonder. That is a yep. fictional movie using a lot of like documentary footage. And then there's scenes uh, with him talking because uh, mm. I think he, I can't remember if he's an alien or he's like a guy talking about the aliens. I understand. Yeah. I understand what you're saying on that mm-hmm. one, Jared. Uh, I'm picking in, up what you're in saying. In Jerry. line with these German new wave movies. I also watched, mm-hmm. uh, future creeper, uh, right. Rainier, uh, Festbenders, Festbinder in a year with 13 moons. Which is what a movie uh, about a trans woman and her very depressing existence. Is this that, about us? Yeah. No. Pretty uh, much, eh? No, th- this came to my attention after watching a, a Giuseppe Makes a Movie, because he was talking mm-hmm. about the inspiration for making the film he's making in that documentary, uh, as in a th- Year of 13 Moons, because mm-hmm. there's a scene that is in a slaughterhouse. Uh, involving cows, and holy fuck, <laughs> it's like an abattoir. Yeah, oh yeah, and it's like f- yeah, full on bl- blood letting out. Yeah, I'm uh, not into I that. Trip. It. It's what it is. It's uh, I mean, they would. I'm sure it's what it is. is. what it is. Not into it. Oh man, it's brutal. Mm. I I was uh. Yeah, I believe um, you. I, yeah, I was not. A, I was like, oh good god. And then the rest of the movie, it's just like this kind of drama that I just don't like. I'm not into this movie at all. I'm kind of curious how the rest of his movies are going to play out. Mm-hmm. So I think you this, wanna I, be a, this, this might a, be like this bit going into this movie. Like, cause I've seen Ali Feared's the soul and that mm-hmm. movie's like pretty straightforward that this was like, I don't know, lots of exposition, mm-hmm. but uh, some people really like this thing, but uh, not, didn't, didn't connect, didn't connect. We should be vegan. You and me. Vegetarian would be fine. Okay. I like that milk and cheese still
1: and then uh and then Oliver won't uh call us out on mass uh, hypocrisy oh that's
0: just you <laughs> eating <laughs> eating that making those chilies and meatloaves well I never
1: yeah so what was the deal with you uh not into
0: my chili uh, uh bud bud uh nah, that, that was me just uh get, I, I get, froze get, some get, get under, want some get, getting under your skin there have you ever have
2: I
1: ever given you my
2: chili no like
1: given you some never no do you think you can handle it though? Because uh, I, the the only other two people I've given it to said that they they were kind of sick afterwards. Oh well, that sounds great. Not like not
0: because it was bad food, but it was because it was too spicy. Ooh. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean though when I say I have other movies to talk about. <laughs> not your chili. Um, oh yeah, I think I do know what you mean. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I watched this movie, The Match Factory Girl. Uh, This is from the Eclipse Collection. Uh, What's this guy's name? He's a Finnish man, Aki Kiorstami or something like that. Sure. So this guy, uh, I don't know this guy, but uh, in my hunt for dreary, depressing movies, this title came up. And I'm reading the synopsis and I'm like, whoa this is some real sad bastard material right here. And then I, I looked up, uh, some stills of it and went, what the hell? This is like, so despondent. How have I not seen this movie yet? Um, it's okay. It's on criterion channel. There's like a, apparently a, it's like a proletariat trilogy the movies about just sad, poor people, <laughs> working class people, uh, in Finland. Um, this is one of those stories about a poor girl who's like supporting her parents. She's just trying to make a connection, RJ. She's just trying to find someone to like her, uh, and sh- that she can like. And it's like fucking just like good god, horrible people stuff. And uh, what kind
1: of stuff, Jarrett? Like Jarrett uh, stuff, just, or? Uh, just
0: just brutal honesty? Like just like things where like you know there she is. She doesn't know how quite to do her hair. She's not a. She's not a bad-looking woman, but she, all these other women, they're all gussied up, and they're all at the dance, and people are coming over. Would you like to dance? Would you like to dance? Would you like to dance? And then no one she's the last person standing or sitting, and no one comes to ask her, and so she gets to sit there and observe, and it's very sad. Mm. And then uh, she buys a dress, and then her parents call her a whore for it and say, return the dress, so yeah, out of spite, she, there. she goes to the bar, she picks up a dude rocking an, an evil 80s beard. They oh. bang. But, you know, Ugh. to him, he's like, well, see you later. But she's like, oh, you know, the naive thing. Oh, it's all the little things. You're like, oh, maybe she sees more in this. And then you get all these scenes of, like, her, like, trying to woo him. And he does, He just doesn't care at all. Mm. It's, it's, uh, So that is real Duncan behavior. Totally. But yeah, this movie's fine. Like it's like 79 minutes long or something like that. It's a breeze. Um, he makes a bunch mm. of these little movies. I'm curious to watch more of his stuff. And now, RJ, with the Criterion channel, you can just watch this <gasps> stuff. Is it on there? It is. Did you mention that already? I
1: think dig- I think I did. I don't think you did. I think I did. Uh, uh what else no. I got here for you, RJ? <laughs> I got I got
0: your I got your boy, Michael Haneke. I got that uh, seventy-one care, fragments of a chronology of chance. Who gives a shit? Um, Who gives a shit? You and yeah, you love funny game. Don't don't tell me you don't love it. It's the
1: worst movie I've ever seen. I'm not gonna watch that again it's in not, 20 years when we're already it, dead.
0: It isn't the worst movie you've ever seen. It's one of them. Mm. It's horrible, rah, <laughs> rah. Uh, this movie is different from that. Why? Uh, cause there's nothing like it's risible. It's not that anything that would like annoy the shit out of you. There's no, like, they don't no uh, actively like... kill dogs on screen. Oh my God. Ray, r- they, he really kills that dog. Arr. He's dragging
1: that thing around. Okay. Uh, Jarrett. <laughs> he is look at it. Okay. You want to hear and about it? If he doesn't, I, Okay, like, I, I got two big movies I want to talk about here. Well, you can talk about that movie if you want. I don't care. I'm which, just going to like one? laugh at you. Whatever you, it was you just brought up. I know. Oh, Oh, Fury, with your buddy, uh, director of Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad, hey?
0: Mm-hmm. Have you seen mm. Fury? I have. You really like yep. Fury, too, it seems. I think I gave it like a
1: three, three and a half. Four. I thought it was fine. I think you gave it four. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was a three and a half. So, I'm sure. mm-hmm.
0: Well, you can talk about it while I look this yeah. up. so this is a movie. Um, I went to it being Three like, and a half, uh, you chump. Are you sure, RJ? I yeah, mean, I'm sure. looking at it right now. Uh, <laughs> I never gave it a four. Mm. I mean, it doesn't look like it. Mm. Okay, so yeah. Fury, Fury, Brad Pitt. Yeah, what about Shaw Pitt? Sha uh, Whatever that guy's name is in that movie, he was, like the protagonist. Michael Pena. No, he's in it too. John and, Bernthal? Oh, I fucking hate him. Jim Patrick? Logan Merman? That's the guy. Yeah, I knew it was. Yeah, I was just playing with you. That guy. So this movie, it opens up. This shit reminds me of a Max Fisher play, (laughs) like where characters are just making these. Everyone remembers Max Fisher and Rushmore, the types of plays he writes. Uh, This has that vibe. It feels like Mm -hmm. a, like I have a statement to make. Uh, It's at its best when it's about tanks blowing the shit out of things. That's when the movie rules. Uh, I, I was trying to think of like really good tank movies. And there's really not a ton. Uh, what about uh, that movie Fury? Yeah. What about it? So this is the type of movie where like people really talk about the breakfast scene, RJ. Do you remember the breakfast scene? Uh, I remember there's an uncomfortable
1: scene where isn't it about like, yeah, raping people well, or something,
0: or it's, it's seemed to get close to that. But like Brad Pitt and uh, Logan, they show up, and there's like a couple of fine German ladies, and they're like, mm. They can boil these eggs. Mm. And then Brad Pitt's like, You better have sex with that girl, or I'm going to have sex on her. And he's like, <laughs> Okay. And then they, and then she, like, she knows what he's just like, she gets the inference, so they go, Make love, RJ. And then and then they're like having this like sweet little moment, and then the uh the brown man and the southern hillbilly show up and ruin it all just like what do they just do? just like america apparently it's so fucking weird like that seems fucking like like what is this like of course like michael peña and uh what's his name john burnfall john burnfall they're horrible loathsome men like it's like of course they are <sighs> yeah because shortcuts oh, so mm-hmm. str- ugh yeah I was not so you're up. telling me you liked it no there's things I like I enjoyed the warfare stuff but yeah, yeah. everything in between is like pretty shitty like there's like so after this uh, and then they get a call saying oh we got to hit the road beep and then they head out there's like then the town gets shelled and it just turns out that the building that they were just in gets shelled and Logan goes back running oh my god go get that girl because we were I was gonna write her and stuff <laughs> and then there's her body on top of the rubble beside the piano that he played it's fuck off like it's so on the nose and like trying for like a big moment and it's just like nah sounds uh, like game of thrones season 8 uh for some no see pe- people were into this but yeah the whole end of the movie uh where it's like Brad Pitt standing on top of the tank just mowing down nazis and mm-hmm. like they're just it's just like hell on earth That stuff's, like, right out of a Garth Ennis war comic, and it's pretty, uh, I don't know, one could, like, you know, really tear their own dick off, just fucking ripping it off to, like, Nazis getting murdered. But, uh... uh, But so, it's just, like, I'm aware that this is what it's going for, and uh, it's got Mm -hmm. this sort of, like, kind of easy way out ending, where it's like, oh, he escapes out of the hatch because German soldiers are stupid, and they don't think, hey, look under the tank quick. Under, let's see if he, anyone got out from under the hatch. Like, they just don't know that. You're like, t- but like everyone knows that tigers, you have to shoot them in the ass. Like, just just like Donald well, Sutherland talks. Jerry, you say Kelly's that heroes. like everyone knows that, but I don't know that. I don't like I mean, you think that. But then, of course, one SS guy looks under and then spares his life. It's like, oh, sure. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's uh, the end of the movie. but So you're telling me that you liked it. There are elements of the movie that I thought were entertaining. And then there's the stuff where you're like, oh, this is a David Ayer movie. All right. What about Suicide Squad? Did you watch that? I have not. Oh, maybe you should. You want to hear about Hungarian cinema?
1: Uh, I would love to hear about Hungarian cinema. Do you have any? I have Workmeister Harmonies. Now, wait a minute. Isn't this that six hour Hungarian film
0: that's just one shot? Wow. One continuous the, the, shot. The, the only movie that would fit the description that you're talking is uh, Bella Tarr's Satan Tango. This is not mm. that movie. This is Workmeister Harmonies, which is a mere two and a half hours. How many shots does it have, though? I think it's like 37. <laughs> is that good? I, maybe. Is that good? Okay. That, that, that's what, how good movies are made, having lots of long takes. Well, is, haven't you seen Birdman Academy Award winning mm. movie? Yeah, I have, RJ. That movie's movie's terrible. Sure. So, workmeister Harmonies. So, this is a movie. uh, It's set, like, in no specific point in time, kind of like Soviet Europe, I guess, Eastern Mm -hmm. Europe. The circus comes to town. There's a giant taxidermied whale that's in a giant case. And it's about this young guy who's just living life under the Soviet regime, uh, this this dark circus that's rolled in it seems to be having a bad effect on people people are starting to get uh, uppity a little riotous and start fucking shit up like supernaturally? Mm, oh, it, not really okay there's some really ama- like the, the use of music is amazing in this movie um, there's a mm-hmm. scene where like a, a, a giant mob of people comes just storming through uh, the streets into a hospital where they start just beating the shit out of ho- like hospital patients. Good. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's about uh, time. Yeah. It's very uh, interesting. It's very um, Jared. Yeah, th- I, I really enjoy this movie. It is. Cool. It is everything I kind of expected like Workmeister Harmonies to kind of be, but it's very watchable, I'd argue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not for your... Cinema goers, I suppose, like the regular old uh, Joe Lunchpail with his bucket of Mm -hmm. popcorn watching uh, Blumhouse movies, which is something that apparently, RJ, I didn't bring this up. uh, Some YouTube users uh, say that we're all, that's the only thing we should be sticking to. Oh, you and me? Yeah. What episode was it? Oh, it's like the, uh, an element of the uh, element of crime, actually.
1: Oh, fuck. It's always oh. the movies that I, suck I, I've, I've, I've
0: got to fucking read this. It, this one was uh, quite a... It, I used to read it, and I was like, what okay. am I, What are we doing this for? But I don't... Oh, fuck. Everything's so slow. Everything is so slow. And...
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I might be able to find it. Okay, one well, second. I might be here. able to find it. Um, so, yeah, we're oh, my... Mr. Harmony's... Yeah,
0: it's, you know, it's these European movies that uh, I just don't know exist. And uh, because of that, I don't know how to appreciate great cinema. Like, Larson Cheers is not very good movie element of crime. Oh, that you mean that horrible fucking movie
1: that we watched one time? Yeah, yeah I remember that movie. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm really close here.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I'll find it. You know, I can't tell people to, like... I oh, go- no, there, there was another review we got from a, a woman who uh, on our Twin Peaks compilation episode, that was like, oh. is every other word just going to be swear words? No thanks. <laughs> I was like, uh, fuck off. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, like come on. Who gives a shit? Yeah. As I always say, Jared. Yeah.
0: <laughs> fuck, where is his movie? Jesus. Oh my God. Every, everything. Yeah. I'm,
1: I will find it eventually. Hmm. I will find it eventually. Well, so here's the thing, Jared. I can't tell fans of our show to go out there, seek out these bad, negative people and comment back to them. But, I mean, there's people like Ang. Yeah, and there Amorath. it is.
0: Jeez, guys. That Jeez,
1: one. guys. Looks to me like you've never seen any European films before. It takes you for ages to make your point. Have That's you ever fair. seen a Bergman movie? I mean, really seen... A drier movie? Any idea who Tarkovsky is? To whom Von Trier's references? You don't know what you're talking about. Go back to discussing blockbusters, please. Interesting point.
0: Mm-hmm. This that, person. That, that, that's like a real yes? cliche, though. It always is. You should just stick to blockbusters.
1: Yeah, stick to blockbusters. Uh, you, you ever seen a Bergman movie? You ever seen a dryer movie? It's like, well, I mean, if you go to our list of of films that we've covered, you would be able to see that we've watched many of these films. But I guess we're not really seeing them, Jer. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's funny how it's always movies that it's like, oh, that movie's not very good. I don't know why people like that movie so much. And then these people hit us with uh, shit like that. I think that person made an account specifically to comment on that uh, on that thing. You know what? Fuck them. Just like that lady from the Twin Peaks episode who doesn't
0: like our language, fuck them. Mm-hmm. That's what I say, oh, Jarrett. I see somebody. Our fans some, will speak out. Some, somebody else is uh, taking umbrage on our uh, Bruce Robinson episode with with Nail and I, and uh, how to get ahead in advertising. Um, and something here, oh, to you see know, always people have these comments. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff. How is a, our Twin
1: Peak episode have three down votes? All we do that entire time is lavish on
0: love for Twin Peaks. What did we do wrong? Not seeing either of these two movies would be foolish for anyone who likes great dark comedy, great writing, acting, and can appreciate a deep depth of character and content of a story. That being said, if you've never actually read a physical book from beginning to end, curling the edges and staining some while reading it, and if the only character culture you've ever digested has come via Netflix and Hulu, these may not be the movies for you. What? I have no idea.
1: What do people mean when they say stuff to us, Jarrett?
0: These people just, like, need friends. I, th- yeah, are, I,
1: I guess, eh? Hey?
0: Yep. Ugh.
1: Anyways. No, thank you. No, thank you. So, Workmeister Harmony sounds like a good show for you. Yeah. D- yep.
0: Yeah, apparently, that's what I should stick to, watching.
1: Uh, Jarrett, maybe you should watch American Sniper and Back to the Future mm-hmm. and Spider-Man.
0: That's right buddy okay one more rj one more okay okay In, okay you know about this incendies a D. you know oh. about you know about this denny velenu denny Oh, yeah
1: i know about that guy mm-hmm. i know about that movie so did you watch A on d or what
0: i did or Are you just bringing it up for I, nothing I, I, I watched it finally and let me have it so this dog. is like a really well-made movie Yes, it th- is. that uh, has at the end of the day a pretty ridiculous story. So this is based yeah, on this I is ba- this, it's based on a play, uh, which I was like I didn't know that until after I'd watched it, and I was like, how would this work as a play? Because the movie's mm-hmm. so literal, like because it's like depicting this the exact events as realistically yeah. as possible of like oh yeah the the horrors of the Lebanese civil war that like continues happening. To various mm-hmm. degrees, um, and uh, it's like, how would you depict this? Like, well, how would this be captured, like, on a stage in a play? So I was kind of like awed by that. But then, like, so this movie is very dark. It's got a lot of dark beats yes. to it. Um, mm-hmm. I had heard one person say how they found it, like it, it went too far. And this is a person that usually like doesn't have an issue with darkness. And so I was watching this mm-hmm. movie, and I was kind of like, oh shit. Right, kicking things off with an honor killing like within mm-hmm. like the first flashback it's like shit and then uh, things escalate into like dead kids and mm-hmm. assassinations political prisoners being raped as a political prisoner mm-hmm. um, being being children of <laughs> of rape and then it just like and then it's like oh yeah dead, dead kid getting his brains blown out it's just mm-hmm. like oh man and then RJ it just goes too far into like what <laughs>
1: mm, so you you're in the mindset that it uh maybe went over a little more than it, it, it needed it, to it, 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 it's just
0: too busy you know it's overbooked i gotcha yeah that I was gotcha. Kinda, it took me you don't like when the twins were swimming in there doing laps in the pool huh well after the uh, and that's how people would deal with it i guess I like the silent mm-hmm. scream squelch when uh, she realized what was going on because, mm-hmm. like, the movie plays with that dramatic irony a little too much, where like the the characters just seem stupid. Yeah, and, and you're like, oh my god, they haven't figured this out yet. When the audience is like, has all this information, and you're just like waiting, waiting. I don't know if that works great because it just means it makes the characters seem dumb mm-hmm. rather than like, oh, they don't know, and because they, I don't know, the, 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 those characters, the brother and sister aren't that engaging. They're not that interesting.
1: I don't even remember them. I, I just remember the mom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, which makes sense.
1: That and uh, the use of Radiohead in the uh, the depressing oh, intro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and mm-hmm. then the, the fact that everybody winds up in Montreal. <laughs> it's just like, Montreal. It's just like, oh boy, this really uh, puts it all together, doesn't it? Like a nice, neat little package.
1: Yeah, that's what people say when they think of that movie. What a nice, neat little package. Yeah. A very clean movie. Uh fun for the whole family, some yep. would say. Yep. Yep. Would you say that this is a good Father's Day movie or a good Mother's Day? Or just family day,
0: Well, it turned out I was watching it like the eve of Father's Day. And then when mm-hmm. I didn't I had no idea what this movie was about. I'd never read anything about it. Um mm-hmm. I just kind of watched it going in blind and was like swept into like the great filmmaking that I Kind of wish uh, Danny Villeneuve would return to, I, I would argue. The great filmmaking. Do you hear that, yeah. people? Yeah, it's a really well-made movie. It's just like the story. It just sure like is. Goes, it just goes, oh. Yeah. That's yep. kind of like, mm. best the play, though, too. It's the source material. Yeah. So yeah, it still doesn't. A little unsavory for you, huh? It's not even the unsavoriness. It's just like, oh, you did all this other stuff, but now we're being going down this road, too, on top of everything else. It's just like another thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes life sucks, man. Yeah, it sure does. Anyways, those are the movies I watched that I'll talk about. RJ. Got any news for us? I got fucking news for you. Yeah.
1: I am gonna I am just gonna Max Landis lavish in knowing that I was always right about Max Landis. Not only was I right about him, but it turns out I had no idea how right I was. Dude's been full on raping people for the last (laughs) 10 years and like for years as soon as since we started this podcast i was like that guy's a piece of shit look at him look at how smug and entitled this little fucker is and it's like you know what he was raping people that whole time so i for one am just breathing in the dismantling of the Landis family because a lot of people are saying it's like well what about John Landis it's like well he seems like a shitty person too then because a lot of these stories sound like they happened in front of him and he didn't do anything about it or if he tried maybe he didn't do enough so American Werewolf in uh, London whatever that movie is is overrated John Landis is overrated Max Landis is a rapist and uh I was right and uh, hey hey alleged mm-hmm. Uh yeah, he still sucks. Whether he, whether it happened, yeah, you can definitely, yeah, uh, you can
0: definitely share your subjective opinion that he sucks. But beyond that, you can relish in the fact that all these women have uh, allegedly been abused to like fulfill your own sense of uh, mm-hmm. worth. That like, yeah, I was right about this guy who I don't like his Twitter posts. Oh, I'm so glad he like victimized these women so I can like, be like yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just glad that it's out there (laughs) and that these brave women uh,
1: uh, (laughs) felt that uh, it was the right time, you know, so that it doesn't happen to anyone else, Jared.
0: Did you read some of the shit that he was doing? I've read, uh. It was a, it was a pretty lengthy article. Yeah. But this is all stuff that's been out there for a while, but it was finally like all brought into one place as the ultimate, like, cause like there was a point in time where I had not heard any of this stuff until it was like, wait a minute, what happened to him? Like this was buried and they were trying to bury it. Like there, like there was some efforts and, uh, now it's like, oh no, it's all over the place now. Well, I just, I mean, you read stories and then you see like.
1: Excerpts from like Bobcat Goldwith who was like, Yeah, he seemed like a kind of shitty kid. And it's like, hey man, if bobcat said it, I think we can all get on board with that. Do you do you think so, he'll
0: come onto our podcast like he did on regular media? <laughs> uh
1: fuck. I mean now uh... he, he he might want to, but uh yeah, it's I was right. And I was reading that story and I was like, Man, this reminds me of another guy, you know. It's amazing how many bad people there there are out there. Not you actually. I know you thought I was going to say that, but uh, not you, someone else. So, anyways, Max Landis sucks. Hey, you know what else is news, Jared? Mm -hmm. I I heard uh, that Avengers is getting released again with new footage because it's 50 million shy of that all-time record. And I, for one, think that's deplorable.
0: (laughs) Deplorable.
1: Absolutely reprehensible. Well, just like this... This like little game they had in their back pocket the whole time. It's like, all right, well, if we need a little boost, we're gonna re-release the fucking movie with a deleted scene in the like in the end credits, and we're gonna trick a whole bunch of people to go again. Uh-huh. Fuckers. They, they
0: want that record, man. They're they're and they're just like
2: a little short. Just a little bit. Just a little bit short there.
0: Yeah. So that's uh yep. absolutely hey, man. It's it's well, almost like it's a business this Hollywood industry. It's almost like it's well, about making money and like ego yeah, records and, never going to get broken it, it barely was broken if it's not even being broken. And like uh Empire whatever Force Awakens is still going to be like the highest grossing film in North America. Sure. Or America anyway. And it's like by a by a huge amount. But maybe they want it so bad. They want they want to juke the stats. Juke them. Juke them. Uh, well, that's my news. My news is September releases from Criterion. Oh, yeah. I saw these. We got John Waters' Polyester. Yes. Sure we do. Yes. We got Charlie Chaplin's The Circus. Yes. Okay. We got cool. Ernst Lubitsch's Clooney Brown. The Lubitsch touch, huh? Mm, he's coming, coming for, back. He's, come, he's coming for you. Hmm? We got Bill Forsyth's Local Hero, which is a movie I've got on a Burt Lancaster set I don't know. Sure. I've never seen it. Maybe I should watch it and see if it's uh got that criterion. Blue bitch touch. touch? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, what do we got here? Ritwick attacks the cloud capped star. Oh, sure, of course. Obviously. Yeah. And we're getting a Blu-ray release of Marco Bellocchio's fists in the po- or Fist in the Pocket. It's supposed to be yeah. I've heard it described as sort of like a a uh, ish film for some reason. Psychologically True. horrific. I don't know.
1: Uh, in the same way that uh, Max Landis was psychologically horrifying his victims. Mm-hmm. Correct?
0: Correct? Correct. Okay, good. I'm glad we agree. You ready to do this? Sure. After the break, you'll find us in the Turkish bath. Ooh. Turkish delight.
1: Big, Big Turk. Turk.
0: And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp from 1943, directed by Michael Powell and Emmerich Pressburger. The tagline for this film, an unforgettable story of 40 gallant years. And the synopsis from Letterboxd. Mm -hmm. General Candy, who's overseeing an English squad in 1943, is a veteran leader who doesn't have the respect of the men he's training and is considered out of touch with what's needed to win the war. But it wasn't always this way. Flashing back to his early career in the Boer War and World War I, we see a dashing young officer whose life has been shaped by three different women and by a lasting friendship with a German soldier. So first off, RJ, Mm -hmm. this title's full of shit. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's not a single character in this thing called
1: Colonel Blimp at all.
0: Not a Colonel, cur- and and and, he, and, and the, certainly the guy you would think that is like not Colonel Blimp. He doesn't die at all. No, not at all. And you hardly see him live. Well, to a bit,
1: but so like I thought I missed something, and when I finished the movie, I googled mm-hmm. Colonel Blimp. Well, I was going to ask you, R.J. Hey, R.J. And I'll,
2: who is Colonel yeah.
1: Blimp? I mean, aren't we all kind of Colonel Blimp, Jared? <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: No. <laughs>
1: maybe, maybe we're all Colonel Blimp.
0: Have yeah, you ever we, thought of it like all, that? Yeah, sure. Like we're all we're all the monster. We're all the monsters. Maybe, maybe we're
1: all a little bit of the life and death of Colonel Blimp. Yeah. Who's to say?
0: So who's to say? So who is Colonel Blimp? Why, <laughs> from our good friends at Wikipedia, the your one stop shop for reference. Colonel Mm -hmm. Blimp is a British cartoon character by cartoonist David Lowe, first drawn for Lord Beaverbrook's London Evening Standard in April 1934. Blimp is a pompous, irascible, jingoistic, and stereotypically British, uh, identifiable by his walrus mustache and the interjection, Gad, sir. Lowe claimed that he had developed the character after overhearing two military men in a Turkish bath declare that Mm -hmm. cavalry officers should be entitled to wear their spurs inside tanks. The character was named after the barrage balloon, which was known as a blimp. What? So 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 who is Colonel Blimp? He's a cartoon character. He was like a, like a, it's like a Dennis the Menace type figure. Um, and, and I guess like he became shorthand over years of like referring to like kind of the like pie saber, that kind of uh British man who uh, also is very like traditional and conservative, perhaps contradictory, a blusterer, uh, a man who doesn't like to see reform or change. And once things return to traditional, uh, like RJ gesturing to himself, mm-hmm. uh, like a real mis- Mr. Blimp.
2: Yeah, I I I
0: identify with a lot of the feelings and sentiments of Mr. Blimp. Yeah. So I guess this this idea, this life and death of Colonel Blimp, maybe this title isn't full of shit. Maybe it's uh, it's about how this character lives and then um the 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 death of the mindset of Colonel Blimp expires when at the end of the movie, spoilers, he learns an invaluable lesson. Jared, I don't know what a metaphor is.
1: I don't know if I can comprehend these these ideas and themes. I know. Hey, I just remembered uh, a friend of mine. His dad uh, used to call two liters of uh, pop blimps. And uh, I really like that. I think I'm going to start using that in my normal life.
0: I got another question for you, RJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's up? When did you realize Deborah Kerr was playing three <laughs> <Okay>. different characters? <laughs>
1: okay. So this isn't this isn't like the last time, Jarrett. Uh, it took me to the third time to figure it out. I didn't. I had no idea the first two times. Um,
0: well, you wouldn't know it the first time.
1: Well, well, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I didn't realize it the first time that she came back. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then at the
1: end, I was like, "Wait a minute, is that Deborah Kerr again?" I was like, "This lady looks uh, an awful lot like that other lady." Why isn't she so aging? I, yeah. So uh, it, I, I will admit, uh, I didn't realize at first when the second lady comes in. I was like. I didn't even, I don't think I even pieced it together. It was like, oh, she kind of looks like that other lady. Because I'm a chud, and I have chud opinions, and I was like, I don't get this. Uh, but I figured it out near the end, so you'd be proud of me. I, uh, <laughs> I'm i not coming into this thing
0: yeah, completely clueless for once. You put the once. pieces of the puzzle together, and they snapped you and went, oh, it's a uh, sailboat. Uh,
2: uh,
0: a
1: sail, it's, it's not a schooner, it's a
0: sailboat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, see? See, it's a callback to all sorts of Criterion films.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, RJ. Yeah? I, I, yeah, I've never seen this movie before, but we know about that Powell, oh, that Pressburger. Uh, and this movie's got a reputation. Sure. People seem to really like this movie. They're real okay. big fans. You know what I was mm-hmm. not a big fan of, though? What's that, Jer? When I did a uh, length kind of check, a display check. How long is this movie? Because I didn't know when I started it. I was just like, how oh, oh, is this going to be? <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I was like thinking, this is mm-hmm. what, like an hour and a half, hour 45? Mm-hmm. No, Mm-mm. it's two hours and 45 minutes, which did not fit into my uh, allotted time I'd given it. So I had to break this into two pieces. Of which, course you did. Uh, might have been a mistake because I will say that the sec the, when I came back to pick up from where I left off, the uh the energy, momentum that it had built up to that point was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh my mind was yeah. filled with other things and I was kinda like not as engaged with it. So oh, that's that, too that, bad. That's on me. Um that all being yep. said, so this movie starts off in a Turkish bath. Uh which sure is a, a, a very popular destination, I guess, for people. I've oh, I come. for I for one have not been to a Turkish bath.
1: Oh, you're missing out then.
0: Oh yeah, how are they, RJ? Uh, of, does I it sound like you are a big fan? Well, sometimes I uh, I fill my
1: bathtub up, and then um and then I sit in it. It's the same thing, right?
0: Yeah, same difference.
1: Uh, no, I've never been there, but I mean, it looks
0: really cool. Having to sweat. Yeah, Ta- talking, I mean, talking sweat. about the days, the matters of the day. Yeah, like with the boys, for the boys, having a little sweat. Like, what, what's wrong with that? I RJ has turned into a robot. Oh, for real? Yep. <laughs> oh, what should, what should I do? Uh, let's continue on. Let's see what's wing okay, it. Okay, you talk. So uh, the movie picks up with a young up-and-coming militant soldier who has a scheme he wants to show this Colonel Blimp that his way of thinking, that we declare things at noon and by God, we stick to those things. He's saying, well, what if I just mm-hmm. attack at six and like accomplish this like war game exercise and just beat you immediately? That's not the time. And we get an explosive pink mustachioed man who does not take kindly mm-hmm. to this outrage. Um, and then we get a, a brawl in the bath, the pool itself, uh, and then we get this mm-hmm. like kind of like awkward transition that I think might have been more artful at one point, but now it's kind of like, why is this shot still going? <laughs> and 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 then a young mm-hmm. man emerges from the bottom of the frame, and it's uh, a now <gasps> de-aged uh, uh, Candy, Colonel Blimp. Uh, yeah, the, the that guy who's not in the movie, Colonel Blimp, but uh, yeah, gener- mm-hmm. uh, young Candy, like John Candy. He uh, swims out, Ooh. and uh, th- things haven't really changed too much. People still lounge about, but he seems to be like. Uh, more willing to take on the world, you know? A young whippersnapper, Mm -hmm. more ambitious, more played by his own set of rules. Uh, He's recently returned from that Boer War, whatever, like 1904, and he gets a letter from a German, or an English woman living in Germany who's complaining about, like, this asshole who's lying about English people to Germans saying that the English are doing all these horrible things uh, and that mm. they should mm-hmm. give him what for and this should become a, uh, a diplomatic uh, issue. So Candy's uh, like, nuh-uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to fly over there and take care of it myself. And he does that. And uh, there's some scenes at a dance hall. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Music is played, beers are drank. There is a... Uh, mm-hmm. Men are spit on, people are decked, sent down, flying down steps. And then one thing leads to another and we got ourselves a duel, RJ. What kind? The, the, the a classic duel. Like uh, Ridley Scott's, the Duelist. No, anything but the duelists. Uh, in fact, mm. it seems like the actual idea of depicting the duel or Action, the typical type of action, the big moments that you would kind of think would show up in a historical drama are Mm -hmm. intentionally left out of the movie.
1: Yeah, so did you watch any of the supplementary material on the Criterion channel? I did not. So I watched the half an hour uh, interview with Martin Scorsese's film editor, that nice lady uh, who's- Yes. Yeah, I was going to say who. I can't remember her name. So, because I saw that there was a documentary on Colonel Blimp that was about 20 minutes long, and uh, I couldn't find it. But uh, Criterion Channel had two supplements. They had the intro by uh, Big Marty himself, and then they had the, which was only like eight minutes, and then they had this half-hour thing uh, by that nice lady, uh, whose name I already forgot again. Um, yeah, so I've watched... Thelma yeah so I watched that Jared and uh, I actually got a lot of insight into this movie so they were talking about how uh, Martin Scorsese apparently uh, just absolutely yeah. loves the dueling scene because uh, I think the way she put that he put it it was like um, it was like the balls on this guy to like cut away from the action mm-hmm. he's like Cause they're, they're saying is like, there's no way you could do shit like that anymore. Um, yeah, or like, even at the time he's like, I can't believe that they got away with that. Where, uh, I think what he was saying was cause Martin Scorsese was friends with Powell and Pressburger. Yeah. He became and, uh, there was a, a, a lot champion of, of them. Yeah. There he's, was a lot of really cool stuff. He was all over that about, red shoes restoration and such. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So there's, there's a lot of cool stuff about, um, like, cause she knew them too, I guess. And uh, they were ta- uh she was talking about how uh, for the duel scene um, they wanted to do uh, like when they were looking into it, they they saw all this like protocol leading up to the duels and they thought it was like so neat. They were just like, let's just do that. Mm-hmm. It's like and we're going to cut away from the duel itself. It's like it's like we don't need that in this. That's not what, not just that it was like the obvious thing to cut away, but they just really thought that the protocol stuff was super neat. And they use those same words.
0: Yeah. Would you like to have a, your, would you like to roll your sleeve up or would you like to have it cut?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, uh, I can't give advice. It's like, that is definitely the better way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, No, yeah. It was uh, a, it sounded like they were just, they were just really into that. They're like, man, it's, there's like so much like goofy shit that goes into this, like um, uh, wiping off their shoes on like that,
0: uh, like that sandpaper or whatever. Whatever it was, I can't remember. Oh yeah, like that dirt that they were putting onto their feet, so they yeah. slide on the wood, the wood better. Or yeah, better exactly. Grip. Yep. Yeah. So there was a there was a lot of stuff like that that I thought was really neat. Um,
1: she also had a lot of insight into the movie itself, but maybe I'll talk about that when I get
0: there. Okay. So yeah, we have the duel. It cuts off to a uh, a miniature building, <laughs> fake ass miniature building, and then it cuts uh, back, and then you get to like kind of the uh, the aftermath. Uh, of mm-hmm. the duel and you're hearing like the state that uh uh candy's in. He's got this big old gash across his lip. He's a big old mess and he's all bandaged up. And then um oh what's uh what's the German guy's name? It's like Klans Lubitsch, last Touch. Th- t Theo or Theo. Theo. Yeah. Yeah it's T O U you dumb idiot. <laughs> so uh <laughs> yeah he, he he only got like a piece of his uh like forehead taken out on mm-hmm. the whole lip uh there's no real mention I don't think that I'm clear of who won the duel per se it seemed like it was like a down the middle called off enough there was enough naming, yeah. they couldn't continue no, on cool. and then and neither guy Both and neither guy really like disliked the other and they were like complete strangers uh fighting yep. for dignity and honor the absurdity mm-hmm. of that um and yeah so then they they strike up a friendship and then this we also have a uh, Deborah Kerr who is the uh, the woman who started this whole to-do, I guess, bringing them all together. And um, while um, uh, Candy is kind of like, oh, he's like amused by her and stuff like that, the way you are in a movie, it turns out, oh, Theo and her are building up a relationship and they're like really like afraid that he's going to be mad about it. And he's like, not at all. That's great. <laughs> and then when it comes down to it, he's like,
2: oh.
1: It's like, uh, it's like you whenever I, I make those jokes about you being how bad of a person you are. You're like, Haha, it's funny. I'm not that bad, but then I can see uh,
0: people in the podcast world can't see, but you, you feel bad on the inside. So when I was watching this movie, RJ, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how old it was as in like, I didn't realize, mean? This, I didn't know this movie was made in 1943. I, I was watching it in the mindset that this was like from the early fifties or something like that. So hmm. I was just like going along with it. And then like afterwards I went, wait a minute. The whole thing was shot during world war two. <laughs> like it, it felt like, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't, I based on the subject matter, I was like, Oh, I wouldn't expect that they'd make this movie mm. that would have a sympathetic German character and like actually have sort of a, not ex- like all rosy depiction of like the British mindset mm. and like the way war is fought. It's kind of like, it's not pro war it's very much like, well, unusual tactics must be taken. And like, we have to fight unconventionally to win this war. We can't fight with honor because the enemy is definitely not doing that way. Cause we mm-hmm. have that all about like how right is might. And, uh, that will be the thing that wins the day, even though the Germans will do everything in their power to win. And it's like, well, yeah, this is war. Like certain things are off the table. We have to do things unpredictably and underhanded to win because you don't realize the threat that the Nazis represent. It's kind of like a, large driving force of the whole movie. What is the threat that the Nazis represent, Jared? <laughs> well, RJ, I don't know. As a couple of white men, I don't know if, uh, our day-to-day lives would have changed too much necessarily. Probably uh, not. We would have been okay. Yeah. But, uh, e- everyone yeah, else, boy, oh boy, let me tell you.
1: Yeah. I, 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 understood that this was an old movie because I do my research and uh, I'm a very well knowledgeable person. I just knew at uh, the time and the place and, uh, you know, it got that, uh, Technicolor uh, rejuvenation some years later mm-hmm. that we are now enjoying today.
0: That's right. In our real lives. So the kernel of this movie, come according to the directors, the uh, come from, not from the newspaper comic strip by David Lowe of Old Colonel mm. Blimp, but from a scene mm-hmm. cut from their previous film, One of Our Aircraft Is Missing, in which an elderly member of the crew tells a younger one, you don't know what it's like to be old. Powell has stated that the idea was actually suggested by David Lean, then an editor, who, when (gasps) removing the scene from the film, mentioned that the premise of the conversation was worthy of a film in its own right. David Summertime
1: Lean. David Lean and Mean? Unbelievable. See, his, his influence is just astounding. It resonates across... Time and film, Jared. Do you know who Powell's first pick for Blimp was? Uh, I heard it was Lawrence Olivier. Oh, Big Larry. We just, uh-huh. we just, can't,
0: we just I can't escape can't,
1: him. Can't get enough of that guy. Uh, so that's another thing that um, Thelma was talking about in her uh, long interview was uh, apparently, I don't know if they, it said this in the Wikipedia or the essay or wherever mm-hmm. wherever you got your information, Um, apparently Britain really did not want this movie to be made Mm -hmm. and they were actively trying to stop it to be made. Um, they didn't want the comparisons to Winston Churchill. They thought it was, uh, anti propaganda or like German propaganda almost because it was sympathetic to, um, uh, as they call them in this movie, like aliens, like just foreign, foreign people, I guess. So like the the British people didn't want it to be made and there was a part of which where it was talking about like they they actively got Lawrence Olivier out of it or something like that. Yeah and it was like the, it was like the, they, they had like the they Ministry a role to of
0: Information have. refused to release Olivier who was serving in the fleet uh, Air Army uh-huh. from active service, telling Powell and Pressburg, "We advise you to not make it, and you can't have Lawrence Olivier because he's in the Fleet Air Arm, and we're not going to release him to play your Colonel Blimp." Son <laughs> yep. of a bitch! <laughs> Son of a bitch! They got him, Sorry, But I'm I'm, mm-hmm? I'm picking up this disturbing trend of like facts and information and factoids from you, which uh, is agree? like un- which is unusual, uh, particularly well, if one did not care for this film. Well, Jared, I'm a wealth of. Information
1: some people have said that I am maybe the smartest guy they know. I was talking with my buddy Marty, uh, oh sorry, Martin Scorsese. I call him Marty we, we I talk to him at home. Uh, smart, I call him on smart, weekends.
0: Smarty, Marty, Marty.
1: No, actually, all it was, Jared, was uh, this morning when I woke up. Uh, I had about an hour or two before I had to do anything,
2: <laughs>
0: and uh, I was really
1: tired. That's all so, it takes.
0: That's all it so, takes. That's that's the line between having a, uh, a middling, run-of-the-mill podcast and yeah. one with all that information that people are so starved for.
1: Well, okay, so here's what it actually was, though. So I had like an hour this morning while I was having my coffee, waking up. I was like, oh, I'll throw something on. I was like, I don't want to put on a whole movie because I only really have like an hour. Uh, and so I searched on the Criterion channel because I knew that there was this documentary. I was like, maybe they'll have it. But they didn't. Hmm. They just had... Uh, they had they might this other have the thing. rights for it. Yeah, so I was like, well... I was like, I think... Because uh, the, the one I watched was 28 minutes or something. I was like, I think that's as long as the, the alleged documentary even is because I think that's only half an hour. So I was like, whatever. I'll throw that son of a bitch on while I'm like... <laughs> while I'm like doing my morning stuff however that's not always the case because for the movies that are that are on the criterion channel i always check and there's not always other things i did watch um the solaris supplementary stuff but i never talked about it because i forgot And That
0: episode was 100 hours long
1: <laughs> yeah exactly so we didn't need it anyways but yeah i i got a lot of insight from uh thelma
0: Nice. Um, so, yeah, like I alluded to, uh, up until the point, basically right before the first World War stuff, I was like, I was starting to be won over by it, but there was something between taking that break and coming back to it where I was like, oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> kind of like, I know where mm-hmm. I am going. Don't. <laughs> so, no, that's fine. Keep going. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of, the I, I wasn't on board with the rest of the story. Really? Tell me more.
1: That's about it. You were not okay. Is mm-hmm. that the end of your uh, diatribe? Sure. So uh, I was actually I was more or less along the same lines of you, where um, I I knew how long it was, but I uh, I portioned it out appropriately, where I knew I had three hours, so I could just watch it, and I went in one go. Um, when I was watching it, I was like, it's it's pretty good. I was like, I, I definitely like it better than uh, that piece of shit. I know where I'm going. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's better than peeping Tom also. Uh, but it's, it's, it it doesn't come close to like black narcissists or uh, the red shoes, anything like that. Uh, so when I was watching it, I think I had more or less a similar opinion to you where I was like, eh, it's fine. Um, there was a lot of like, fluff in there i think especially for a two hour and 44 minute long movie i was like yeah it's fluff um but yeah you're kind of right where i watched that thing today and i was like oh that's neat that's cool it gave me a better appreciation for it a little bit i guess not like i don't think it pushed it from like yeah i think that's good to yeah that movie's amazing i was kind of just like this thing's okay too oh yeah that's neat that's cool Mm mm-hmm and uh, that's what I mean. It's just I have more information to tell you. Like, Jared, did you know that, uh, fuck, I can't remember. It's I can't remember if it was Powell or Pressburger, but one of them was in love with Deborah Kerr, and this movie was about his love affair with her. Oh, wow. And how he couldn't get over her. Oh. And wow. how <laughs> and how he saw her in all of the women that he was with. You didn't do the oh wow well again. Oh, wait. Oh, so yeah, there, That I think that's the last uh, insight that I have from uh, <laughs> Thelma was, he uh, was talking about like how it's, uh, this movie is, whichever one it was, I can't remember, how it's basically just about them being in love with uh, Deborah Kerr. Um, and then actually I saw that at the time of this interview it was a while ago, uh, that Thelma lady had the book Hugo Cabret on her desk and it's like, hey. Maybe that's where that movie Hugo came from. Who's to say? <laughs> Jared? Who's to say? Uh, no, I I thought this movie was pretty good. Um, I don't think it's... It didn't, it didn't blow or rip my dick off or anything like that. Uh, but I there were a lot of things that I liked about it. Um, I think a lot of the sets are real pretty, especially when it's like... Is it is it like matted, painted backgrounds? Is that what it is? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah.
0: sure. I, I liked those. I thought those were real uh, nice. Some of those, but there's also just like regular old like c- backgrounds, matted, matted, matted canvas backgrounds. Yeah, there wasn't like literally. There
1: wasn't like a ton of those, but there's yeah. some. Uh, so I thought those were cool. I thought uh, the Technicolor looks real nice. Mm-hmm. I thought our boy, whatever his name is, Larry. What's his name? Like Larry
0: Oversall. What, the something. lead? Yeah. Colonel Blunt. Roger Livesley. Yeah. Roger Lizzie? Lively. Lizzie? Yeah.
1: Livesey from uh, I Know Where I'm Going fame. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was really good. And
0: he's got, uh, he's he's got, got a very partic- uh, pretty great voice.
1: Apparently uh, that held him back in a lot of acting roles. People didn't like his gruff voice is what Thelma mm. told me. Well, that's the British for you. That's the British for you. Um, so I thought he was great. And, uh, I thought
0: the makeup in this movie was pretty, pretty good. Yeah. For, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, I like, did have a note about like, good. Hey, like, look, we could do old age makeup in 1943. Mm-hmm. What's your, what's your excuse? 2019.
1: Yeah, I know. It's fucking unbelievable. So apparently, uh, Robert De Niro is a big fan of this makeup and he, he was like, how did, how how did he get so fat when he was an older man? And uh, Thelma was like, it's just called acting, baby. <laughs> it's just acting. Look it up, sugar. Slap him in the fucking vase. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I actually thought his makeup was awesome. Like mm-hmm. uh, the Theo guy, you can tell like the yeah. where the wig is. But uh, old Colonel Blimp himself, his makeup is <laughs> pretty fucking immaculate. Um, so that's really good. Uh, I didn't pick this up when I was watching it. Like there's the obvious stuff that you pick up from uh, like the xenophobia and like the German stuff. But uh, Thelma, my good personal friend, uh, was telling me that it's Pressburger's life because he kind of lived a very similar thing where he was kind of ousted from uh, his country of origin and was kind of like moved around Mm -hmm. because he was Hungarian. But then he went to a couple other countries and it was around the same time where there were wars going on and he wasn't really accepted in a lot of places, and he felt like an alien.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, that character is an Pressburger. Outsider. Yeah, an outsider, one of those guys. Uh, so that's him, which is pretty cool. Uh, Thelma said that there's no villain in this movie, and she said that Powell and Pressburger movies don't have villains, which I I find is not mm. entirely true because... Uh, what? Yeah. Like, Peeping Tom, that guy's a villain. But I guess that's just Michael Powell. Peeping is a it?
0: sympathetic.
1: Well, I know where I'm going. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the star of that. She sucks. Wendy Hiller? Well, no, she was good. That movie sucks, though. Yeah. That movie is the bad guy in that one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so... You know. Uh, I got some um, I got some good ones here RJ. I got some uh, some some praise for this film, not who hates okay. but who loves. So Roger in Roger Ebert's words talking about the performances by the lead actors as well for transforming Ebert a blustering pig-headed caricature into one of the most loved of all movie characters.
2: Mm. I
1: don't think so. <laughs> I think like Pink Panther maybe is one of the most beloved characters ever but uh, I never heard of Colonel Blimp no, before this. How about, how about Clouseau there? Hey, my, you know Pink Panther? uh yeah, Leslie I mean. Nielsen.
0: Yeah. Okay. See. Uh, see? You, you don't. You, yeah. Beloved, David Mamet <laughs> has written the, the the King of the Mamet Dammit. My oh, yeah, like idea David of perfection is a Roger Livesey. My favorite actor in the life of do, death of uh, life and death of Colonel Blimp. My favorite film about to fight Anton Walbrook. My other favorite actor. Mark Wahlberg? Anton Walbrook Who? Theo Theo from what? Stephen Fry saw the films addressing oh. what it means to be English and praised it for the bravery of taking a longer view of history in 1943
1: Who? Who are these people that these reviews that you're reading? Stephen Fry? Oh Th- I know Stephen Fry he's that guy from uh, that hit movie V for Vendetta That's right yeah yeah i know him mm-hmm. i know him Jarrett. i know him movies hey
0: did you know david mamet wrote spartan i'm aware it's that's a, a good guy. show and uh a future criterion movie house of games not uh glengarry glen ross not in the collection what about wag the dog uh he didn't actually direct that He wrote. nobody it. wrote it yeah
1: I'm looking at movies he wrote. What about uh, The Edge with a- Alec oh, Baldwin and uh, Anthony man. Hopkins? Talk that's a that, good
0: show. That movie's awesome.
1: Oh, the banner has Alec Baldwin hitting a bear with a stick. That's depressing. Sometimes you got to beat the bear, RJ. <laughs> sometimes you sometimes you beat the bear. Sometimes the bear beats you. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Am I right, Jarrett? That's right. So, uh, tell me more about, uh, your love of British
0: imperialism.
1: Oh, oh you know well, what scene I did is, not like in is, Colonel Blimp?
0: What? All the, uh, safari stuff. Oh, I thought that was, okay. That was like one of my, like primary notes is like, that, that's my one takeaway from this movie that like, it's a very inventive thing, but at the same time it's grotesque is the, uh, the, the, how they did the montage of like, well, what does this guy go and do during his downtime when his like Mm -hmm. love life's in the shitter and people die? He's like, well, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go kill me some animals on safari. And so you get this montage of his like wall, uh, accumulating with, uh, the heads of animals. Beasts. But we, yeah, beasts. Yeah. And, but like, it's all punctuated with like these cuts with the like fire, gunfire. Uh, and it's just, bam, and they appear on the wall. It's really cool. Like, it's very effective because it's almost like the sound effect blasts it onto the wall. But then you're like, oh, that's an elephant head. It's <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. But, hey, it's a different era when trophy hunting was cool. And taxidermy, trophy hunting was never cool. Taxidermy was cool. Uh, it's, yeah. I, it's a pretty it's a pretty neat scene, but, yeah, I uh, was also like, ugh. Yeah. That's, like, I, that's one thing uh, I'm like, yeah. Hunt, hunting for sport is like a it's quite the throwback it's a hemingway sort mm-hmm. of thing and this guy's like uh that kind of hemingway sort of lead but with a bit more uh of a softer side mm, A duncan side he's, hey? he's, he's, yeah he's he's cushy
1: yeah a little cushy mm-hmm. especially yep. when he's older we get some mentions of dunkirk you do get some dunkirk mm-hmm. um you get some dunkirk you get uh some other Kirks. Captain kids. Kirk, I think he's in this for a little bit. Um, I think you would like this movie more if it was 40 minutes shorter.
0: Just me in specific or just yeah. like the royal no, just you, you specifically. I, yeah, I don't know. It's also the subject matter, how it's handled. It's got that, it's got that, uh, lightness of a pal and pressburger film (laughs) oh actually so that
1: that's another thing that i wasn't super hot on where i think the um i think the intro and the ending are too playful and like it's not that the movie itself doesn't have like humor or like playful things throughout but the the intro and the ending specifically feel out of place because they're they're almost
0: over the top goofy yeah and you're kind of like this seems like a bit much yeah yeah, so, I, I wasn't, uh, those those definitely were like, this real goof cornball stuff, it's like, I mean, it's not like it's totally out of place, but I just like, yeah, this isn't for me. This this type of yeah. material is not how I like see the world or watch movies. That's totally, again, that's my preference, I guess, for stuff. But It is your preference. That's your right, man. That's my right. You know, mm-hmm. we all can't be the workmeister harmonies. Oh, <laughs> or, what's that movie about again? Str- A Whale? Walking. A lot of walking and Straw oh. check and naked old men in hospitals. Anyways. Mm. RJ. Who yes? hates Colonel Blimp? Uh Z- people? Yes. People. What do we got here? Uh this is a popular. I've seen this name before, and I think they're they're just a letterbox troll, but that's okay. okay. Sha Wojing with hmm. half a star. I, I, I follow. Yeah. They um I've seen them like they basically just give things half stars. Yeah, that's uh. they have long. Uh, and look, can they write yep. long and boring, endless dialogue? I'm not British. So maybe some things were lost on me, but I really wasn't into the film has a couple of stirring moments. Overall, the film didn't really do that much for me. Extremely tedious, good, but not amazing. Sort of worth it. Strap yourself in for a long one. <laughs> I'll strap you in for a long one. How's that sound,
1: Jarrett? Mm. That's I a, meant you specifically, not Sha Wu Jing. Just, hey, hey, hey. Don't be dropping those. Uh, I find it interesting that they said that this was long and boring, but they gave five stars to Quite On, Or as we infamously called it, quite long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this person's a troll for sure because yeah. they have 1,900 ratings and uh, That's 400 or star. half stars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's shit in here like... Ernest scared stupid.
0: That's not a half star movie. <laughs> Get fucking bend, uh, Person. Next up. Wherever you are. Rima. One and a half star. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm going to be in trouble for this rating. I know that this film is a classic Powell Pressburger, but it is slow and dull and cliched. There is se- there is said it, and I'm not Sorry. Maybe because this was filmed in some of the darkest days of World War II, neither the script nor the acting has any depth or subtext. Mm, Disagree on that. Perhaps Mm. in such a harrowing time, the British could not afford it. I much prefer any other PP film. Better to watch I Know Where I Am Going. Oh, no. Or A Matter of Life and Death. Come on. Not I Know Where I'm Going. Not that one, Jarrett. I Know
2: Where I'm Going.
1: (sighs) Um... So, their favorite movies are things you would expect, like Criterion's. But there's also five stars for Fight uh, Fight Club, five stars for like Run Lola Run, Run, which is weird. But here's the bio for Rima: Check out my podcast, <laughs> Foibles, on iTunes. Jared, I uh, I think I'm not going to check out their podcast. Sick. Uh, sick burn, am I
0: right? Finally, Tafta. <laughs> Tafta. To Facebook? I don't know. One and a half star. Nope. Couldn't get into it. Too much of hip, hip, jolly old chap. Just put me in an irritable mood. Maybe some other time. I can forbear it enough to sit through the whole thing. It's a a weird thing to say. Um I'm looking
1: through their like movies. They actually so here's a trend. Every, all every one of these people gave a uh, Departures, the 2008 film by Yojiro Takita, five stars. So oh. I wonder what what that movie has that The um, uh, movie
0: I've never seen or
1: heard of. I I have it on my watch list actually, Jerry. Departures? Departures by uh, that name I said.
0: Yeah.
1: Um So they all give that five stars. So I don't know what that movie has that this one doesn't. Hmm. But uh, there's some half-star movies in here, like The Last King of Scotland. And uh, Somewhere, which is that Sofia Coppola movie starring
0: Stephen Dorff. That's right. Deacon Frost from the Blade series. That's like three weeks in a row. We can't avoid the Dorff.
1: Well, I mean, uh, once you bring up Stephen Dorff, there's not really... I mean, just end the podcast. Yeah. Brother.
0: That's it. Brother. Is That's it? it? That's for the hate. Um, any other mm-hmm. thoughts you want to share?
1: No, I think I think Colonel Blimp is fine. Yeah, I, I have no strong opinions for or against it. Like, I think it's a good movie. Uh, I'm sure it's some people's favorite movie and I'm sure it's some people's like movie, but uh, I
0: thought it was fine. I yeah. don't know. I, I think it's like, yeah, for me at this point. And actually, I was actually talking to a guy <gasps> at the comic store about Powell and, Presper, and uh and I think we were all on the same page that Black Narcissus uh, was was the top dog. What about but Red Shoes? He was he was on the same. Page. He was like okay with Red Shoes, like I am. Mm. Like other people do really like that Red Shoes, but Black Narcissus for me. What about that Red Shoes? So it's good, but yeah.
1: well, I think we can say I. I'm f- gonna firmly put Colonel Blimp in the middle of the Powell and Pressburger's that we've seen, yep. under yep. Red Shoes and Black narcissists, but over. Fine.
0: That's definitely that sounds with me.
1: Yeah, and I I know. Uh, what's that one show? Peeping Tom is just Powell, but yeah. uh, I'm I'm counting
0: that. It's half. We an, can count it's, that. It's half an Archer.
1: Yep. Fair enough. Cool. So uh, you want to get some food or something? No. Okay. See you later then, dude.
0: After the break, huh? RJ and I are rapidly aging. Ooh. And you... we're going to look at our, uh, the the wasteland of our podcast after uh, mm-hmm. after some bombing and go, awesome. Awesome. I can move on hey. with my life. Oh, that's a good point. Go when kill some th- Nazis.
2: Oh,
1: have you ever been called a blimp I've been called worse things by better men sure when you were said that, called by that how did it make you feel
3: uh, I
1: mean not great I mean did it make you feel small no I think that's the opposite man a small blimp well no I think blimp kind of packs that implication that you're a large man correct oh I see like you're a blimp of a man. Like, I mean, I've heard it in terms of, like, my male features are quite blimby, But uh,
0: uh, He's gesturing toward his crotch, folks.
1: No, Jared, I was gesturing towards the microphone in front of me. Oh. I you're see. being a real
0: Max Landis over there. You can email us at criterioncreeps at gmail.com and tell us the mediocre job we're doing here. Yep. We got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnlow. We've got a Patreon. We've got a YouTube. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all that jazz. Next week, Spine 174. What's that, Jared? Cinema scamp Jean Luc Godard's band of outsiders. Band apart from 1964. Is that good? Am I, su- am I supposed to know what that means? I don't know. You watched that Tarantino, right? Yeah, that's his. That's his what label. That mean? That's his label. You know. You know. I. Cinema. I don't know what any of this shit means. C- what are you talking about? C- Cinema and RJ, I believe, we're being joined by an old friend next week. Who? Jared Duncan. Is he back? Yeah, he's back. I don't like that guy. Jesus Christ! <laughs> we can work, work through that before next week. Frank will be disgusted. No. Frank loves me for who I am.
1: <laughs> Good night. Put on folks. your
0: dance. Put on your dance shoes. And die.